River Kingdoms are an ever-warring group of city-states, kingdoms, and fiefdoms, where lives are threatened every day by conquerors, wars, assassinations, games of politics, and dangerous monsters. South of Mavoy sits the Stolen Lands, stolen from me and my kind, and degenerated into savage conflict. I have been called by many names, Titania, Nerissa, the Queen of Forgotten Time. Herein lies the end of Stagthorn's tale, where Caelan Peacebringer has finally taken control of the wilderness, monsters, romantic entanglements, the affairs of ancient gods, and war. I will lift the heavy burden from his head and bring Stagthorn peace forever. Sugarfueled Gamers, in association with RPGMP3.com, present Kingmaker, a Paizo Adventure Path. Episode 138. We cut in on Chief Sootscale and Zamath Silverfire. The Centaur, the, um, God, what is he in your kingdom now? Uh, the Kobolds. Marshal? Yeah, one of them's your Marshal, one of them's your Warden. Yeah, I'm pretty confident Chiefs of Scales is my Marshal and Samantha's is my Warden. I can never distinguish those two laws apart. Yeah, it is a little weird. It's one, um, one does the external patrolling, yeah. one does the internal patrolling. I'm fairly uh, certain Samantha's Warden. Uh, Samantha is your warden, Chief Sootscales is your marshal. Yep. Um, your royal enforcer is also here. Yes, Huxley. Huxley, a um, human man, messenger for House Thorn. Uh, and first, of course. Yes. And so all of you have heard reports that some sort of large monument of ice has appeared a ways outside of Thornwatch. Um and that people are concerned about this and want to know what the council are going to do about it. And that is the last word that has reached you. And at that point, you guys have basically struck out from the council. Yeah. Uh, because it's getting colder and there's this mysterious giant pillar of ice that wasn't there before. And it's obviously a first world invasion. Yeah. You guys head out towards that. And you, when you get to within... When you get to where towards Thornwatch, um, it is feeling cold in here. Not, uh, not hideously freezing, murderously, dangerously cold. Just it's chilly winter. You all kind of wish you were wearing coats. Cold. Um, which is to some extent what you are expecting, but it's basically. Um, Imagine your normal winter, but you're having that real cold snap. Yeah. It's unpleasant. Unpleasant to the point where crops might actually legitimately start dying of this, not to the point where people are going to imminently freeze to death around Thornwatch. People are noticing the cold snap. Uh, however, the ice pillar is obviously over there, and it's up to you whether you want to take the time to go... Uh, gather information with your streetwise and things around Thornwatch and see what people are saying is happening because you haven't had a lot of word of this or whether you just want to roll out and um, examine it yourself. Alright, so Zamat says, 
I think we should go in. That's that's the right thing to do. People are counting on us. We need to save the day. <coughs> Chief Sutskill says, We should gather intelligence. Find out what is happening. That's no good, sweetie. His arm fallen off. His arm has fallen off. Oh. It's alright. It looks like it's designed to come in and out. Oh, okay. That's a relief. So it could be a one-arm frost giant. It probably just needs a little blob of glue or something to keep it in. Yeah. Uh, we can do no good for the kingdom if we all get killed. There are other two people. First, so. um, this, this this unit is prepared to protect that which matters most in the best fashion possible. Huxley says, I "Can't say I like the gold. I can't say I like anything about this situation." For myself, I'd sooner know what was going on before charging in blindly, but it's cold and getting colder. We may not have the time. All right. He defers to people who are being played by actual players. Yeah. And first legitimately has no opinion. Yeah. All right. Um... At the point where Huxley thinks we might not have the time, yeah, we're going to go in. Oh, cold weather gear would be the other thing. Oh, right, um, yeah. That you could theoretically acquire from Thornwash that you probably don't have currently yes. on you. Yes. Uh, I've, I've picked Chief Sootscale spells for him as a cleric. Um, yeah. I, I, on broad rumours, you yeah. can take the time to stop for a day and prepare different No, definitely, de- definitely not. All right, let's compromise. We'll go to Thornwatch and get some warmer things and ask around really quickly, and then we'll go. We can't afford to take too much time. Normally, um, technically speaking, everyone here is equal in rank except first, um, who was lower ranked than the Mm. three of you. Realistically, Chief Sootscales has been the longest-serving member of the kingdom, so it's probably defaulting to him. Yeah. But I figured that Zamantha's kind of the bossiest, so it's one of those things where um, she's like the lieutenant and Chief Sootscales is the sergeant. Sure. So he's the one that actually really knows... He and Huxley are the sergeants who really knows their onions, and she's the over-enthusiastic lieutenant who's going to get us all killed. Sure. Because it's classic war movie trope. Fair. So you want to head into Thornwatch? Um, yeah. but, but basically speaking, she and Chief Sootscales will discuss things until they more or less agree, and they'll be guided by Huxley if he's really strongly, strongly opposed to something. No, Huxley is generally pretty quiet. Yeah, that's what I figured. So, um, yeah, we, we're going to go into Thornwatch, acquire cold weather gear, less in a manner of specifically buying it and more requisitioning it for the, you know, you guys want us to solve this giant tower problem? Yeah, As councillors, I don't think they have to buy cold weather gear. I think that's covered in the similar... <laughs> Very much so. Um, Particularly ex- when they're out, you know, trying to save the world. <laughs> Oleg's trading post is actually still there. Sweet. Um, it is run by somebody who works for Svetlana, technically. She has very little to do with its day-to-day management anymore. Yeah. Um, but when you roll in there, they very much go, well, yes, sir. Yeah, of, of course, sir. Uh, Looks at Chief Sutskale. Uh, I've heard a lot of call for cobalt cold weather gear. Usually your, your people go underground, but uh, 
That would be the smart. Hang on, let me see if I can. Can you do a chief? Do a do a spray sword fight. 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 It's a vaguely grotesque. Yeah, that would be the smart thing to do. Unfortunately, I am not that smart. Um, well, let's see. You must have something at fur. Yeah, he says, and comes up with um, eventually comes up with something that Huxley sort of looks at, raises his eyebrows at, face palms slightly, but but doesn't say a word. I don't know whether this would escape Chufsut scale or not, but what he's been given is essentially children's clothes because those are what will fit him. Up to you whether he would notice or care. And I don't think either. I don't think he would notice. If he did notice, I don't think he would care. Yeah. Like, any sensible um, lizard would be underground where it's warm right now. Any sensible cold-blooded creature would be underground where it's warm right now. He's taking the fur. Okay. And then, does anybody in this group actually have Streetwise? Uh, yes. Huxley? That would be Huxley, your skill monkey. Excellent. So, while the rest... We'll have sent Huxley out to ask quest, do the quickest streetwise check he can do while the rest of us buy him quilt leather gear because he's also a medium-sized human, so he's really easy to shop for. Yeah. Yes, he is, in fact, very average. Yeah. Most uh, deliberately so. Yeah. Where did my dice box go? It's under here. You buried it. Yes, I did. In my pile of notes. Yep. Okay, so Huxley, I'll head off and see what I can learn in town, quickly as I can. Uh, just get something for me, capes, gloves, the usual, you'll know what to do. And he disappears, no one is looking at him. Zamanth is getting a horse, a jacket and a horse blanket. <laughs> Alright, then he takes a penalty on a streetwise, goes out to find things out comes back again and shakes shakes his head. He's coming back within sort of half an hour, 45 yeah. minutes of you guys getting this done. And he shakes his head. There isn't much I could there isn't much I could work out. A couple a couple of ambitious hunters have gone out to have a look at it, see if they can find valuable pelts like appearing out there from strange creatures. Nobody's come back again, of course. It just popped up. One minute it wasn't there, and within five minutes it had grown completely out of the ice. The closest thing, the closest thing I got were the rumours that people have heard breathing, and there'd been a lot of big shadows seen moving around out there. It's a, it's a wide area of ice all around it. He fucks his streetwise check, basically, and yeah. comes back with the very, very basics, because he yeah. has to take a penalty on his streetwise to do it this fast. Yeah. Good work. Time to go. We're as warm as we're getting until we defeat whatever this is and get back to the castle. Let's get out there and defeat it for the kingdom. So we've done buddy cops and now we're on war movie? Yeah. <laughs> that means somebody's got to die, you realise. Well, as long as none of them talk about their retirement, uh, they're getting old enough for I figure we're good because we don't have the old Valdame, who's the only this one. This unit is beginning to age. <laughs> Yeah, first like 500 or something, but you know, no, it has to not make no, sure no, he's, he's only he's... like 30 or something. No, no, he's... Oh, um, 55. Yeah, because he was prior, he was built prior to Britain, but yeah. not substantially, so he's um, 30, 40, same sort of age as her. Yeah, um, two such girls must actually be getting up there for a kobold, because they don't live super long times, right? They're 
can't remember. Yeah. I, I've always seen him as being um, the equivalent of being about 50 or 60. Yeah, that's what my take as well. Um, so I am just looking for... Samantha's like 70 or 80 or something, but that's young for a centaur, isn't yeah, she? Yeah, she's, she's functionally 18. Yeah. Although I'm hoping at this point she's sort of 18, 19 as opposed to the sort of 16, 17. Yeah, yeah, well she's had to, um, she's had to grow up a bit. Yeah. And not charge off to kill Watercolor, because you only really get away with doing that once. Yeah. Yeah, well you've got to factor in she's had two straight years of Akora nagging her about that now, <laughs> since then. Like it was only, Kaelin only he suggested that wasn't a bright idea once on screen, but you know, Akora has probably never shut up about it since then. There we go. Plus five circumstance bonus on fortitude saves against cold weather. That's yep. worth doing. Yep. And yes, indeed, this is just provided for you. So you head out, and it gets just a little bit colder the closer you go towards this area, and What's your master plan here? Just head into it. You've been told basically there's a, essentially a giant ring of ice um, taking up what is known to be kilometers worth. Uh, roll out, step on it, try and circle it and scout the area, see what happens there. I think, yeah, just head towards it, basically. Um, given that we're going to be walking on ice, yeah. can we have acquired snowshoes or something as part of our cold weather gear? Uh... There are, in fact, such things. Um, albeit they are not terribly common in Stagthorn because Stagthorn gets cold enough to have snow in winter. Yeah. Not cold enough to have huge amounts of ice. Yeah. Um, so, yes, you can, but you'll need to make a streetwise check to actually track them down. Okay. Is that a, um, is that another 45 minutes? Not massively. It's, cool. Um, just a, just a straight. Alright, then we'll get Huxley to see if he can find us some snow shoes while he's looking for information. Well, for such an exotic thing, you'd want the foreign. You'd want really want the foreign quarter. Although there should be a merchant here who's in contact with people from the land of the Norn Kings, less used here but more used in trade. Yes, I, I think I can find something. And this takes you, you know, twenty minutes to go to the yeah. shop and buy things and all the rest of it. Um, Zamath does not like these things terribly well because what they don't have is horseshoes. Versus yeah, I probably I figured Zamath um, probably wouldn't be able to get them. No, they're still they they basically just strap them on her feet. Okay. Um, or rather, provide her the tools to do it herself. Because yeah. You're not going to do it until you get out onto the ice. This will provide her a benefit, but a lesser benefit than everyone else. Yeah, that makes sense. One of the penalties of being a centaur. Yeah. Uh, okay, so you may wish to just note on your character sheets. Yep. That you have plus five fort versus um, cold. Yep. And plus five, or in Zamat's case, plus three, balance versus slipping on ice. And then, yes, we're going to move across the ice. Like, we're endeavouring to be stealthy, but no one specifically has moved silently, so... 
Uh, yes, I'm a ninja. Uh, except Huxley. Yeah, alright, so Huxley is gonna sneak up so that he can sneak attack whatever attacks the rest of us when we, as we, um, not really clank, but sort of move in a slightly less than whisper quiet manner. No, Huxley will in fact say, will in fact say, if there are rumours of shadows and creatures out there, we should approach this quietly. If I may, Chiefs on Scale, I have some experience in this. I am no Bryn, but very few people are. <laughs> And he will heat out the front and start sneaking, at which point he starts quietly whispering back, when you step on the ice, step with your full foot. The points will leave cracks and will produce noise. If you stand on your toes, the crack points will produce cracks and leave noise. You want to just shuffle and glide your feet as much as you can rather than stepping up and down. Keep a hand over your mouth to hide your breath so it can't be seen drifting across the horizon. Huxley's got hush? Yes, yes he does. Huxley the man. He is a skill monkey character. Yeah. When you get to fighting, he's going to get, um, he's not going to be useless, but he's going to be less useful. Uh, He's certainly contributing thus far. Cool. So we we follow Huxley's instructions. And he is, he is, um, really sounds like he knows what he's doing. From Zaman's facial expressions, sneaking in, you would think sneaking in was causing her physical pain. But very quiet physical pain. And can you give me a luck check? I'll get you to roll this because you're the player and same thing for the entire party. Thirteen. Yeah. So, you sort of move off, more or less taking the most direct route you can between Thorn Watch and the ice. Move towards it, the temperature gets a little colder, a little colder. People are glad of these warm coats. Uh, First has taken one anyway, although does not seem to be too bothered by the increasing cold. Yeah. Um, Although I bet that there is a temperature at which it'll start to damage his um, components. Yeah. Just significantly lower than our temperature. Uh, He can be be hurt by frost and things like that. What he can't be hurt by is the environment because he is both immune to fatigue and immune to non-lethal damage. Yeah. So he can't, like, go to sleep in the snow. Yeah. Which is the thing the risk of you risk, but he might as well take the fur coat mm. because why not? It doesn't hurt him in any way. So you head out there and what you end up at is there appears to be this large circle where the ground just is is sort of slightly, very slightly cold, wet grass. And then in the next centimetre, it freezes instantly into solid ice, apparently just covering up the grass altogether and smashing it. The grass is no longer visible. Like a giant ice rink or a mirror. (laughs) Beautifully reflective. Perfectly flat in every way, and appears to have just come from nowhere. It certainly wasn't here the last time any of you were through this area. When you look around, as Huxley's quietly pointing and telling people where to go, you can see over on the edge of the horizon there, there are a bunch of large shadows standing at the edge of the ice circle. Uh, not so far, not so close that they are going to see you, not so close that you get any useful look at them. Something that you could go and investigate if you're prepared to risk being seen, or simply go around. Or indeed, um, examine the ice, or one of several things. 
Alright, so there's a bunch of big, big shadows over there. Yeah. And there's also a tower? Yeah, I'll, um, I'll just doodle this on that. This way. Alright, so this is representing a couple of kilometers. Yeah. There's a big circle of ice. Somewhere in here there is a big tower. It is not wide, but it is very tall. You guys are sort of coming in here, and over here you've got a bunch of these shadowy figures. Alright, so Zamath, can we whisper without them hearing? Absolutely. They are, um, kilo- they, they are literally kilometers away at this point. Zamath, I think we should go after them, whatever they are, so they don't get us on our way into the tower. Yes, that sounds good. These guys are both smashy bashers. They've, yep. they've gone with the south route, but it's not their natural forte. They want to go hit something. It's fair. Uh, Chief Soot Scales is also a character with both survival and track, whatever that's yep. worth. Uh, and can you, in fact, give me a survival check as you presumably quietly yep. sneak around to see what these figures are up to? Uh, that's 26. Okay. So Chief Sotscales is very good at keeping his direction. At this stage, you're uh, going on the ice or creeping around the edge of the ice? At this point, we're still on the edge. Oh. We haven't gone on the ice So yet. you are deliberately creeping around the edge of the ice. Chief Sotscales is quite certain that he is keeping his course dead accurately going around the outer circle. But at some point, there is ice under his claws. And he looks down and watches this. And... The ice is moving infinitesimally. It's something you'd have to stare at for a long time to actually see it go anywhere. But, um, not ridiculous, not, not... The ice is spreading. The ice is spreading, yes. Yeah. Um, and not, it, it's slow enough that you, that it's the watch pot and kettle thing, mm-hmm. but the ice is actually spreading out from here. And when he looks back, he sees it going over areas that you have been past where it wasn't before the whole ring is expanding. Yeah. And presumably will continue to do so until it runs out of power or ices over everything or what have you. Yeah. And sneaky, 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 sneaky. Huxley makes a sneaky roll. Yep. Opposed by the shadows. The shadows? The shadows. The shadows. All right, the shadows are very, very dim. Good for them. They stare blankly into the void as Huxley points everyone low, moves quietly across the woods them. And what you can see there, uh, at first glance, they look kind of like this. Smaller. These are the size of extremely bordering on freakishly large men, so you're talking Mm. about like eight feet tall, but not enormous, like stunted giants. Mm. And they appear to have arms, legs, tangible faces, all the rest of it. Uh, Look like they have body parts and have have the definition of clothes and fur and that kind of thing on them. But they are made entirely of ice. Hmm. 
they look like stunted giants of a sort, but they are literally ice sculptures that look like stunted giants. They do not respond to you because they do not perceive you. And they are milling around, very much so just kind of stepping idly, bumping off each other slightly, milling around at the very edge of the circle. Um, And you are looking at about ten of them. So that seems like a big group of very large opponents. Uh, They are technically speaking large-sized creatures, but only just... That feels like a lot for our little band to um, take on. Up to you. Alright, we back up a bit. Yep, no problem. Alright, I really want to just charge in, but that's two apiece. They look big. I'm not saying I can't take them. But maybe this is one of those times where we shouldn't just charge in. This unit does not recognize these creatures. They are obviously of the first world. What information can we draw about them? Uh, that would be a knowledge nature check. Alright. Uh, this team appears to have no knowledge nature. Yep. What about old Huxley? What about old Huxley? Yes, he does. Well, I'm glad we brought him. Speaking of all, worth anything. Sooner or later. He says, I've no, I've, I've no earthly idea what they are, but I watched them. They clearly, despite the fact they look like they're made of ice, they're clearly alive. I can see their chests rising up and down. They were breathing. Closer to a giant than a golem, I would say. So, they are sneak attackable. So, wait. If they're made of ice, then they'll either be weak against fire, or perhaps magically enchanted against it. More than that, I couldn't say. If they like the giants they resemble, they'll be strong. Reasonably tough. I suppose the question is, do we fight them now, away from the tower, or try to get into the tower and risk them attacking us while we deal with it? I think we, they, they are kilometers away from the tower. Yeah. So they're certainly not, if they run straight at you, they're certainly going to take a good while yeah. to get there. Huxley shakes his head. I'm not entirely certain. I think we can guess that cold would be a very little use against them, not that we have much to throw at it in the first place. For myself, I've always found it better to avoid a fire. Well, we know what's here. Let's take a look at the tower. We can always come back and deal with them. So we're going to move back round a little yep, ways. Yep, and having made the stealth check, the um, and ice... start heading for the tower. What I will dub the ice giants. Yep. Um, do not oppose this. Yep. You sneak back around until you deem yourself in a suitable position, and then basically start strapping on your ice shoes and heading yep. across the ice. Yep. Cool. Uh, and at that point... Start heading across the ice, and everybody needs to give me a balance check at this point to actually make their way without bruising themselves and arsing over and all the rest of it. Alright, right, Zamanth has lots of balance, so roll hers first. Alright, so Zamanth gets a 24. Yep. Four legs. <laughs> and graceful like a horse, she has no difficulty doing this whatsoever. 
Chief Soot Scales gets a 17. Uh, in fact, possibly slightly more. Uh, he does have a deck modifier. 90. And yeah. is um, very grateful that he bought the um, snowshoes. Yeah, so it's it's definitely not something Chief Soot Scales is used to. So yeah. It's like walking on tennis rackets, basically. Yeah. Uh, but once he gets into the rhythm of it, okay, you sort of just slide and skate and shuffle across the ice. Uh, Huxley looks at well like so much of what I have done for Stagthorn and House Thorn this too will be a first uh, steps on walks a while but slips several times falling over and basically just bruising and battering himself and that kind of thing uh, first on the other hand steps onto the ice, at some point goes arse over, flat onto his face, goes crack and headbutts it hard as he horribly fails yep. and generates a grand result that is five under what he did. Yeah. And Huxley injures himself, first injures himself worse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Although, ironically... As it turns out, first injures himself less. Yeah, well, I think the, he may fall over harder, but his face is made of harder material. Yeah, also he uh, Huxley rolled higher on the D3 than first rolled on the D6. On the other hand, um, we can repair Huxley. We can't repair first. Uh, first is actually carrying with him three um, scrolls of critical repair. Excellent. Um, albeit he cannot use them. Can Huxley use them? Sorry, can Stingy Soot Scale use them? Uh, yes, it is a clerical spell. Excellent. Yep, Chief Soot Scales will totally do that when it needs fixing. He'll first, fix it. first cannot do it because he is not a spellcaster. Yeah. Um, Huxley, you, you sort of talk, because I imagine yeah. you've talked about this yeah, sort of yeah. thing on the way. Huxley says, yes, I can use such things, although I, I shouldn't like my chances of doing so in any great hurry. He can use magic device, which means in theory he can yep. use it, but he's not stunningly awesome at it. I am the only one with any healing for people. I will be the healer of the. I will be the healer of the group. And Sootscale has potions because he's involved in all sorts of um, yeah chicanery. Zamat has potions. Yep. Huxley has less potions because he just doesn't get up to this kind of monster fighting on a regular basis. Yeah. And Chief Scoot Girls has exactly enough resist cold to protect himself and one party member. Yeah. Yep, the perils have been a comparatively low level cleric of Gora. Yeah. But he's, he's an eight level character. It's just they're a rogue and barbarian and, and cleric. cleric of Gora. Because he's had a weird life. Yeah. Okay, so with a few thumps and a few cracks. Although well, I've got to say, this is very nearly my rogue party. Yes, yes it is. Uh, everyone that isn't first. Yeah, the first is our only non-rogue party member. Oh, actually, that's not true. Huxley just put all his points in Assassin? Uh, Huxley is not a rogue. Uh, then my money's on Assassin? <laughs> Doubtless Huxley is not confirming this. Okay, so... You sneak over the ice, uh, and at various points here, Chief Sootscale can give me a survivally track you for Sure, that one. Huxley can do exactly jack shit to assist him with this. Norkin first, appreciates a map has survival though. Yeah, which is great because Huxley, um, Chief Sutcliffe rolled a terrible number there. 
Uh, however, Zamance does not make the assist check. She's concentrating on the balancing. Cool. Uh, 13. Okay. So there are scratches in the ice of clawed feet of some kind. Creatures have been here wandering around. Um, as far as Chief Slitscale can detect, moving away from the pillar, but that is as much useful information as he can pick up. Yeah. And you head closer and closer still. Uh, Huxley needs to make me another survive, another stealth check. This is effectively the shadows, the shadows on the horizon because yeah. this whole area now, whatever it was before, is now just dead, absolutely flat. Uh, it was mostly grasslands with a few little hillocks in here. The hillocks are gone. The whole thing is just totally flat, like an ice rink. So it's not so much that anyone's going to hear them as the, the ice giants back there can look over and go, what all them, you know, shadows. Um, ice giants look. But, mm. Ice giants not see. Uh, hey, well, they roll a 21 and Huxley beats them. Yeah. Because he is very, very, very good. quiet. Yeah. To the point where Chief Slitscales would be reasonably impressed by this. Yeah. Because being quiet is a good kobold trait to have. Yeah. Pull you would have made a good kobold. Pull the fur around yourself. You'd almost be better back in your natural scales, but for the cold. But we don't want to let our skin reflect. Well, not a problem in your case. Mm-hmm. And... You hit forward. And this was made of cheese. Would be better in my natural warrants. Kobolds were not made for this kind of weather. This unit is uncertain that any of us have been constructed to survive in this kind of environment. Good point. The problem with where you are is that now you are in basically light arctic temperatures. Yeah. It is it is below zero here, although not um, hideously so. Yeah. Uh, and at this point, it is very much just a matter of walking across this completely featureless, reflective ice and dealing with the difficulties there and all. So you've done the balancing. Uh, now everybody needs to give me a fortitude save. Against shivering in the cold and things. This yep. is exactly what the cold weather clothing is for. Uh, first does not need to make this. He cannot become fatigued or dealt non-lethal damage by this. Cool. Alright, cheeks with scales. Maybe a kobold, but he's a very tough kobold. With a really good fortitude save and cold weather gear. He is bringing a 33 to the table. Yep. He's, he's hard manning it. He doesn't even need the cold weather gear. Well, he's glad he's got it. Zamanth is a skinny little centaur girl who should not be out here. Uh, let's see. Uh, she's bringing a 19 to the table, which certainly isn't terrible, but may not be quite enough. Cool. I need some things I don't have in front of me. Everybody is making their way across shivering a little, but okay. Um, the problem is that you are having to either slow down to the speed of First and Huxley who are struggling to balance, or go ahead without them, which will give you less exposure to cold, but then only two of you will actually show up at the 
thing, so... Also, um, Huxley's the one that's making the stealth checks. Yeah, yeah. Presumably you don't want to do that, although no. I'm technically giving you the opportunity. No, we don't want to do that. At that point, it's going to take you long enough that you need to make another fortitude save. Okay. So did we make the first yes. one? Yes, yes. Cool. The cold blood is definitely starting to cause problems for um, our chief over here. Because you've done a bit of this in Jade Regent, it just keeps getting harder. 20. Cool. He's fine. Yeah, but less fine. Yeah. Uh, There we are. Zamanth, on the other hand, is um, possibly the fey nature of this place is starting to help her. Possibly she's just hard, hard centering it. She's got a 25. Okay. So... I really think it's the warm blood versus the cold blood. <laughs> you make your way towards the monument. Fortunately, it is very easy to see because it's the only, uh, only thing. thing here. Isn't this, it? this is very, very Jadis's castle. This is very, very Jadis's tower. It's like this plane of ice and then there's one tower. Very much so. So it's getting colder, but people are hunkering into their cold weather clothes. I'm glad we t- took the time to acquire these. Yeah. That was a good idea. And the other thing that is occurring is that there is strange light here. The sun is overhead at this point, although it doesn't seem to be doing anything for the temperature, reflecting off the surface of the of the mirrored ice there, reflecting up into your eyes. You can see yourself upside down and walking along the ice. It is very disconcerting. You feel quite lost, like you are walking in the sky. Uh, after a bit of exposure to this, everyone except first again, who was immune to this, starts feeling kind of strange in the head. You feel off balance, you feel weird, you feel the world is twisting around you. And will saves for all. Alright, Chief Sookswells. Nat 20s. Samantha. Gets a twenty natural. Gets a twenty combined, not a nat twenty. Yep. Huxley whiffs it entirely. Yeah. Okay. So he's not as good at making saves as other people, but he's still a, he's still a great skill monkey. Admittedly, well, okay, he's not a rogue, but he clearly has rogue-like abilities. I suspect whatever he is, is he's on a low will class. So, actually, this doesn't this doesn't feel right. I can feel like the sky is falling into the ground. or Something. I feel dizzy. I need to. He sort of falls over on his ass, then sits back up for a moment, brushing himself. That's that's it's very strange. I, I, I'll 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 keep it together. Best I can, and he seems to go off into sort of the odd fit and start, where he is staring off into the horizon and staring down to the snow. He walks for a bit, then he is starting to mutter to himself and itch at the back of his head and look around. He looks confused. Yep. And then you head closer to the monument. All right, and when you get there. You can see something very easily here. It is about the size of one of those ice giants, a large width, large base width, basically. Uh, but tall. 
Tall, tall, tall. It must be 40 foot tall with ease. You can see the top of it, but only just. Um, and what you see in here, now you're still sneaking, aren't you? Yep. Cool. Which does slow you, so everyone's going to need to give me another fortitude save. Oh, okay. Huxley makes this time. Um, Chief Soot Scales gets another 33. He's fine. And Zamanth is definitely starting to feel it. Um, she gets a 17. That one she will fail on. Yep. It's not terrible for her. Uh, can she take six points of non-lethal? Sure. She is definitely feeling like she might want to lie down and go to sleep at this point, although yeah. obviously she does not. Yeah. Um, and when you approach... She needs to make me another stealth check, which she succeeds at again. Yeah. Um, you approach this monument, and Huxley looks around. I don't see anything. I don't see anyone else here, but I can feel something. We should be cautious. And you sneak quietly towards it. The man sighs loudly. What you can see is something that's about ten feet wide. Um going up, up, up into the sky where the top of it tapers off, presumably into something that you can't see from down here. It is also quite reflective, made entirely of ice, but as you look at it, you can see there's something else odd about it. There is a faint, very faint blue light fog around it, almost invisible, that seems to be just hanging around the place. It is a bit colder here as you go towards it. And then it is what, ins- what is inside that is the most obvious. What you can see are big blue hands inside. One on either side of the thing, pressing against the inside of the ice. And these are huge blue hands. They are as big as a person. Well, we're here. What's that? An excellent question. I believe it's some sort of creature generating this uh, monument, I would presume, from the First World itself. Can we hit it? Uh, Well, yes, it's... It's only ice, and given that we can see its hands, its vitals should be exposed if we can slash at the finger joints. Um, Chief Short Scales glances at Samantha. Samantha looks at the group as well. On three? One, two, three. And we roll for initiative. Yes, at this point I will get you to go into initiative. Okay, so... Nothing appears to happen because the monument either does not perceive you or is incapable of reacting to it, one of the two. Yeah. Um, And so you gather around it. 
at which point there is no reason not to petition, position yourself for sneak attacks. This thing is sneak attackable. Sweet. So here is a Huxley. Here is a soot scale. Here is a first. Place sure. them as you please. Okay, so um, we position ourselves in relatively flanking positions. Yep. Actually, um, Soot Scales is actually going to stand here because he's going to do some spell casting to try and provide some protection to people. Sure. And then um, Zamanth and Huxley can flank with each other. Sure. So. Uh, Chief Soot Scale is welcome to do the spell casting before you start walloping it if you desire because there's nothing preventing him from doing so, except for the fact that he'll then effectively provoke more stealth checks because he has to whisper and wave his arms and blah, blah, blah. So up to you. Mm, does, no. that, does that make sense as a context? It does make sense as a context. Um, yeah, he might as well, because it doesn't seem like we've got a lot to lose. Yeah, sure. So we position ourselves. The, the amount of time you're going to lose, like you're standing yeah. in the cold for technically longer, but it's inconsequential. All right, so... Um, Two rounds worth of spell casting, and if he sets it off, then we go to... Cool. So Huxley makes a stealth check, which he passes. And one more. Huxley makes a stealth check, uh, which he passes. Cool. All right, so then we're positioned like this. He is very sneaky. So um, Chief Soot Scales has cast Resist Cold on himself and Samantha. On the basis that they're the two most, potentially the two most effective fighters. Makes it. And that's most of his first level, yeah. most of his second level spells. Yeah, and he's thinking there might be cold. It yeah. makes a certain amount of sense. And, um, he's told Huxley, because this was his plan going in. Yeah. Um, that if the, like, what he needs to do is back up if something really crazily cold starts hitting him, because Chief Slips Girl doesn't have enough of this for everyone. Yeah. And Huxley's done a lot of, his contrib- a lot of his contribution has been getting us this far. And you'll very rapidly realise as you um, surround this monument, like, it, the, the ice is almost translucent to see through. You can see the vague blur of the other person on the other side. Yeah. Um, but either it's a property of the mirroring of the ice, or there's more than one thing in here, or it's got four hands, because each side of it has a giant blue hand pressing against it, all four sides. Weird. All right, and then it's Huxley sneak attacking. Huxley surprise rounding. Okay. And Huxley will stab it. Yep. Uh, Or does he? Is he confused? Uh, Yes, he is. I need to get that back out. Thank you for reminding me. Huxley stares into the mirrored ice for a moment. And he rolls his procedural dice. Skarista. Guys, it's, it's looking back. When they see you, you should go quiet. You should always go quiet when they see you. Very few people see me. Only really the one who's ever heard me consistently. I needn't be worried, but there are probably eyes behind the hands. Eyes always watching and hands always moving. Yes, yes, it may be time to be worried indeed. Maybe time to beat a quiet exit. I'll just think about it some more. Yes, I should probably stop verbalizing what I'm thinking about. And he babbles. He babbles incoherently. Yep. Yep. Alright, Zamanth. Um, he's still threatening the thing, though, right? Yes, yes, he is. Excellent. Alright. Alright, so, and Zamanth. Because I very much imagine people have wanted up to this with their weapons out. Oh, yes. Uh, for the record, he has a pair of short swords. Sure. Uh, one of them is on fire. Cool. Magically, obviously. Um, and 
first has a mechanical Eldori longsword, which she double hands. Sweet. Alright, Zamanth has her masterwork longsword. Yep. And she's going to make a single attack on this thing. Cool beans. Because she's a sneak attack, she's sneak attacking, so she can't, um, full, full attack. Yep. Alright, and that's a very nice roll. Um, it's a 20, 23, because she's flanking as well. Okay, so Zamanth raises her sword, and looks at the big hand and goes, right, let's get sort of one of the knuckle mm-hmm. tendons, and swings the long sword and slashes into it. Neither the monument nor the hand moves in any way in response to this. Like, it's not dodging. Its AC is pathetically poor. Um, you slash into it, and from inside you hear an surprised, loud, deep grunt. The hand flinches away, and the hand appears to actually be bleeding slightly. Excellent. Jamal aims for a particularly fragile-looking tendon. And sneak attacks it. Go, go, rogue party. Alright, uh, for 14 points of damage. Cool beans. When she stabs it, the hand flinches reflexively away from this. The monument itself does not move in any way. The physical piece of ice remains. The hand inside pulls slightly back from the ice wall. And then there is this sort of... noise of a cold breath and that shimmering blue, almost invisible mist that is hanging around the wall goes in response to this and dashes out. Like, imagine a a ring of cold going out from the monument in every direction. Um... It goes back, sort of 20-odd feet from the monument, and then dissipates. And everyone here needs to give me a reflex save to try and get out of its way. Okay. Uh, which you were looking at is going to be a few of these, so I'll just give you... For this, it is a DC 14, which I can write down with this. Yeah, that sounds useful. Cool. Um, Chief Soot Scales dodges. Yep. Uh, Zamanth does not dodge. Cool. Uh, Soot Scales has got evasion? Uh, yes, he does. Cool. He takes nothing. Zamanth takes two points of cold, which... Uh, Flint Gantz off her resist cold. Which she soaks. So I probably don't need to worry for those two. Um, first saves for half and takes one point of cold. Yep. And Huxley in that 20s and takes one point of cold because he doesn't have a version. But he's not a rogue. I've got to get used to the not a rogue thing. He just looks like a rogue. And that is Samantha's turn. Cool. Alright, um, she. The ice, the, the hand bleeds and flinches away. The ice monument itself cracks very slightly. Alright. Chief Soot Scales is going to power attack the thing. Yep. With his giant bow and the great club. Yep. Um, plus two currently. Cool. Uh, so, um, Chief Slipscale's not being an idiot. Uh, no, I won't give you this information yet, because you can't work it out from a single hit. Yep. Eventually, you'll be able to work out how relatively easy or not this thing is to hit. Alright, um, 
So that's a 23. Again, the monument goes nowhere. Cool. He wallops into it with his great claw. Yep. Alright, and he deals it a not inconsiderable amount. So, um, he's two-handed. It's a great club, so he's two-handed it. Yes, which I've already got on for stats, I believe. Yeah, but that's, um, because he's power attacking for two, that's another four points of damage, right? Correct. Yep. Cool. So that's, um, 16 points of damage. Nice. Yep. And then there's a giant ice claw. <laughs> Now, I'm not going to bother getting Soot Scales to roll for this, or, yep. or Zamanth, because the ice cannot, the ice, the reaction to this cannot do enough damage to actually harm them past cool. resist cold, so there's no point whether they make the reflex yep. or not. Uh, Hachi Lee takes two, first takes one. Yep. And it is first. This unit does not recognize the purpose of this device, yet it is generating cold. It is a threat to Stagthorn, and so it must be eliminated. He will swing with his long sword. <laughs> and yes, because he can do this, somehow seems too cautious about it, and just sort of taps at it instead of getting a good solid swing. He rolls a one and misses. Yep. That's fine. And nothing happens. Okay. He does not connect with it in any meaningful sense. It, and, it does and, not respond. Sweet. Um, and that was the surprise round. Yep. So we go to the top of the initiative order, and it is mystery guest. <laughs> then everyone gets an attack, and then the monument finally gets to react to what we're doing here. Did Huxley go? Uh, yeah, he said he battled in confusion. Ah, yes, 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 he did. Okay, so the monument itself. The solid ice just remains where it is, very slightly cracked. Inside, however, you see the hands pull away from it, being pulled down, and a moment later, this giant face fills it. And you can see what appears to be somebody in a a helm with a long white moustache, so long it is going to braids, long white hair. Their face is solid blue, and it is huge. It fills this monument up to sort of human height. And... Worms! Who dares oppose Kastag, master of ice? And glares out at all of you and now clearly sees you. Want to engage with this in any fashion? He yeah. can clearly see you. Yes, and... Um... I am Samantha Silverfire, a warden of... I am Samantha Silverfire. I am the warden of this country. You will go away. This country is to be bought... This kingdom is to be bought to peace by my lady's will. (laughs) What you call peace, we call war. You can no more oppose it than you would oppose winter itself. My children hear my call. And there is a, th- a shim, a, um, a tremor going through the ice. <laughs> they are coming. It is already too late for you to run. You cannot get away. They are coming. And Kastag smiles at you. 
and his head pulls back down out of shot, and you at this point see one hand come up and block one side, the other, the other, the other. If you had to guess what this guy looked like, you'd guess he might look like this. A yep. gigantic four-armed frost giant of some kind. Right. Like a super mutant first world frost giant. Uh, in amongst this group, you have absolutely no knowledge of the planes whatsoever. So you nope. have no idea if he is physically here, if he is living inside the pillar, if he's in the first world pushing this thing. He clearly can't climb out and fisticuff you, or he'd be doing it already. <clears throat> and that's that. Cool. Background to you. Huxley. Confusion. Uh, he gets another will save now, as people have actually damaged the monument. Uh, which he will make this one. What is it? Reflections. Reflections. It's all just reflections. There's something alive in there. Yes. Uh, I need to track rounds for this, which is probably easiest for me to do here. Yeah. So round one, functionally. Yep. Um, and he seems to snap back too. As a small crack in the ice runs across his vision, that seems to snap him out of it for a moment. Where was I? Stabbing. Right. It's alive. <laughs> Whirls his two short swords and stabs them in. He does not sneak attack you. Yep. Because he's not a rogue. Because he's not a rogue. And he fumbles and misses it once. <laughs> and hits it with the other one. Yep. He fumbles with his flaming short sword and deals it a whopping three damage. At least he's dealing a damage. At which point... It slashes back again. Yep. And he at first take reflex saves. Uh, both of them succeed this time and yes. take one damage apiece. Cool. Alright, so Chief Soot Scales is keeping an eye out for if either of them look like they're close to dropping. Yep. But not at this stage, obviously. No, I didn't think so. Alright, Zamath. Yes. We're not trying to get away. We're trying to kill you. Just hold still. <laughs> and she will full attack it. Alright. Still other than that. Okay, that's a um, very poor number. Uh, 13. She hits it with ease. The monument sits there and does not move. Excellent. Alright. She deploys... 12 points of damage? Yep. Does it flash every time it's damaged? Every time you hit it. Okay. It, the ice seems to shimmer out of it yep. in that circle and freeze everyone. Wish I had another resist cold. First and Huxley both take another point of damage each. Yep. Zamath hits it again. Yep. And yes, because um, the other one, this is considerably better than the other one. Um, and eleven this time. The mist of ice flashes out once more. Uh, pass, pass, both of them. Yeah. One more damage each. Okay. And then it's soot scares. Yep. 
And at this point, you have sufficient information, having seen how this works, that everyone here isn't experienced enough. Like, Huxley is the least experienced fighter yeah. here. Everyone isn't experienced enough fight that you can put this together. If Kastarg obviously can't get out of the monument and engage yeah. you, he doesn't punch you or throw rocks or anything like that. This ice cloud that is coming out of it, the, the mist that is freezing everything, seems almost reflexive. Every time you hit it, it's going to do that. So every time you connect with it, you are going to down, every time you connect with it and beat its AC, basically, yeah. it's going to do that. Yeah. Um, secondly, Chief Sutscale recognizes a foe that is near totally immobile. Yeah. It has an AC of five. Okay. Meaning that functionally you are either hitting it, uh, critically hitting it, or miss, or fumbling. Yeah. Because everyone here is capable of hitting fives. Yeah. Yeah, so he just needs to decide how much power attack he wants. Oh, technically your second attacks are something yeah. that you need to worry about if you're taking penalties. Yeah. Alright, so um, he's going to power attack it for five points of damage, not quite up to his full to increase his chances of hitting on the second blow. Makes sense. Also, it's easy to do the math for that. Yep. Okay, he hits it. Yep. Feel free to just roll them both. It's got lots of hit points. Yeah, and um, he hits it again. Cool. He hits it twice. And um, then he rolls his damage, which is the DT. Oh, yes, and he's got sneak attack as well. I'm not sure if I spotted that last round. Such is life. He does quite a lot of damage with his regular attack. Yes, yes Chief Slot Scale is a monster of the property. Yeah, yeah, he's... um. Alright, so it's going to be... Alright, so that's... Uh, 19 points of damage. Cool. Yep. And then it zaps people, and yep. he hit it with the second... Oh, he said he hit it with the second one, so it rolls his damage and then it zaps people twice. Alright, so that's... Um, And um, 21 on the second hit. Cool. So, Huxley in first. Uh, yeah, no, I'm really not wrong. That's considerably more. That's fine. Everything all good? Yep, yep. I'm just um, under-damaging cheap suit scales, but I figured out what I'm doing wrong now. Okay, Huxley in first. Um, manage to sort of throw their cloaks up and shy away from the first one, take the second blast in the face. Yep. Take three points total. Yep. Um, then that is that. Yep, and it's first. Uh, no, in fact, it is... Yes, it is first. We, we are drawing a reaction each time we strike this. Do we continue to engage it? Huxley and this unit are not resistant to cold and are becoming damaged. You two go fall back. It's a man that I need to keep hitting it. Like, he's not super worried. He's yeah. Not, um, he's not about to die from this uh, paltry amount of damage. But I think... But we need to... No, she's a man's concern. But we need to kill it before the before the others get here. It might be better if we work together to do that and then... And Chief Soot Scales can heal the two of you. 
this unit will continue to do what he can, what it can. Cook. Hits it. Actually needs to get out his damage dice now. First time he's going to contribute. Go first. Uh, deals at six points of damage. There's certainly an argument that Zamanth and um, Sword Scales are dealing in a lot more damage than Huxley and First are, and it might be worth them falling back um, 20 feet and waiting for the um, other um, waiting for the other things to come in. Huxley takes one, First takes two, and at this point, everybody can give me a perception check. Fluff that, despite his actual good perception. Uh, so sort of scales gets a seven. Oh no, my apologies. He gets a um, fourteen. Yep, I spotted his spot. Um, I was looking for this perception they're both, score. They're both up the top anyway, where the dark visions are. Uh, yep, um, and that's a fourteen for Samantha. Okay, cool. So nobody sees anything happening. Yeah. The ice is becoming cracked. You are definitely damaging this monument, although it does not look like you have actually done significant amounts to it at this yeah. point. Um, on the last hit from first, as it passes 100 points of damage, there is a mid-sized crack in it. Yeah. And then that is everything. Yep. It becomes round two. It becomes Huxley again. Who stabs Do you out. want to cross off the... Because we've just had a round. Do you want to check off the round lot? Yep. So, um, basically, um, the it's an open call whether we want Huxley and First to fall back or not, because they are getting hurt and they're not dealing it that much damage. Yep. If they have the capacity to deal more damage than they've dealt so far, then it's probably worth them staying. If they don't, it's probably worth them falling back. Neither of them are big damage monkeys. Yeah. All right. So at this point, um, having looked at what's happening with the damage, having watched them both attack, Chief Sword Skulls will say, mm. neither of you are hurting it very much. Fall back and guard our weirs and guard our tails earls from the, the potential oncoming ice creatures. Although Huxley hasn't yet actually managed to hit it with his burning short sword because it sucks. Yeah, yeah, but um, it's um, I, I, they can definitely do it damage, and they'd be and they're helpfully doing it damage, but it's not necessarily worth the trade in terms of their hit points. Okay, so he is going to go back twenty five feet to yeah. about where he sees this. If it, uh, actually at that point, I will call for perception check for everybody again. Yep. Uh, Chief Stuart Scales gets a 24. Oh, he's fine. That loop. Alright, cool. Um, so, because what you are looking at is a very light blue mist that just kind of goes as if it's been carried by the wind rapidly away, it's a, it's a bit hard to put it to at 20 feet you'll be safe, at, at 20 feet you're safe, at 22 feet you're safe, at 19 feet you're not, kind of thing. But Chief Sootscale sees enough of it to go, if he gets back more than about 20 feet away, he'll be fine. Yeah. So that is indeed what he does. Cool. Uh, Huxley moves back to there, and at this point, sheathes both his short swords. 
Yep. So he is going to pull out a ranged weapon, but is now out of actions to do so. Sure. Um, Zamanth and Soot Scales hold yep. and let first go, and yep. then we'll move after him. First, we'll do the exact same thing. Yep. Okay. Uh, Zamanth will move round the pillar to flank with Soot Scales. Yep. And um, hit. Denying her a full attack, for whatever that's worth. Uh, yeah, but of the two of them, she's the least, she's the faster and yep. least, well, she, she's just a little, slightly less effective. Just because um, Chief Soot Scales is a monster of stabbing. Alright, and she will do one attack, and um, still beat its AC, even though she rolled crap. And deal it. Ten points of damage. Means. Ice surges out, nothing happens meaningfully to you. Yep, and then Chief Soot Scales will full attack it. Yep. And now that I've done all the correct math, it will be a bad day to be a monster. Alright, so that one hits. And that one hits. So, he does... Thirty-one. Cool. And twenty-seven. Yep. Dealt it one hundred and seventy points of damage. So that's yeah. <laughs> and it looks like we're starting to make progress. Yes, you are. And can people now give me a perception check again? Sure. Uh, nine for Chief Soot Scales and eighteen for Zamath. Okay, so Zamath sees that the ice coming out of it, that mist effect that's freezing everyone, seems to be getting worse. It does nothing still to Soot Scale and Zamath, but it is thicker. And, yeah. and she does not feel any colder because it bounces off. She doesn't feel cold mm. at all, but she assumes it is now dealing more damage. So sooner or later, it may get to the point where it could overcome our resistance. Which is a direct consequence of the amount of hit point damage you have done it. The more you damage the monument, the more dangerous it gets. Yeah. I'm glad we got the other guys out of there. Cool. All right. And that is the top of round three. Um, the second thing she sees is where Chief Slitscale hits it with the bone club, there is a crack, a chunk of ice falls off it, and a splinter runs up the thing. Um, And then it's very infinitesimal, but just as the splinter starts to run out of her line of sight, it starts to run back down. The ice begins to heal itself. Uh, Once you pass a different... Once you pass another threshold, which Slitscale passes on the second hit... Then it gains fast healing. Oh, great. So the monument is fixing itself, like the freezing cold is causing it to refreeze over. It is not substantive, but it is there. Yep. Yeah, I feel confident with the amount of damage that we're dealing at that we can surmount that. A- absolutely. Yep. Cool. Alright, and then that's the top of round three. Yep. So. At this point, the pillar flashes with light as 
Kastag's fingers begin to move slightly, and he pulls them all back down, and his hands vanish from sight for a moment, and everyone is greeted by their reflection, looking twisted, flashing and bending in the light. And then after a moment, his hands come back up, and everybody that can see the monument needs to give me a will save. Okay. Chief Sootscales gets an 18. Zamat gets a 19. Uh, except first, who again cannot be confused. Cool. So it is no one on this one. There's that flash, and ugh, everything is discordant and strange for a moment, and the room seems to swim, but you shake it off. Excellent. Nobody becomes confused by this. Cool. It's, it's literally um, snow madness. Cool. If, you, if you're familiar with the concept. Yeah, I'm familiar with the concept. You see nothing but the white. Alright, and um, it's Huxley's turn. He can get out his ranged weapon if he wants to. And as we pass that threshold, the other thing happens, because a lot of this is reflexive health. Yeah. Um, everybody needs to make me a balance check as the ground tremors beneath you and people start to slip on the ice. Kicking uh, ass, which is just as well, he doesn't have any balance. Huxley and First are both keep their feet. Uh, Chiefs of Scales gets a 23. Yep. And the rolls poorly. She's good at this, however. Um, she gets an 18. Okay. She plants her feet and is also fine. Yeah, she's happy. Chiefs of Scales would have been in big trouble if he had rolled that. And thin cracks begin to run from the monument, seemingly at random, out through the ice field. This thing is generating this ice field, which probably doesn't surprise you tremendously. Get rid of it, and the ice field will either vanish or break up. Excellent. And Kastag from inside glares at you. You are nearly out of time. Out of time to face the winter itself. My children will come and rend you apart. Your blood will sully by pure ice. This unit does not understand how you represent peace. Being smaller than you does not mean we are less dangerous than you. You are not winter. Winter does not bleed. One of the hands comes off and looks at the very neck knuckle and rubs the blood off itself. Were it up to me, I would come upon you myself, but my lady demands this be done peacefully and in, in stillness and quiet. The day will come when the fetters will be unleashed and Kastar will walk your world instead of being trapped here. <laughs> and at this point, everyone gets... A real easy perception check now. Check. Sorry, I keep calling perception, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, Alright, well, um, Chief Sort Scales decides to test that through me and gets an 11. Cool, he and, sees it. Oh, cool, um, Samantha definitely sees it. Okay, so. There is something coming across the ice. Frost Giant slash Blue Star Wars droid. Yep. Um, it is coming this way. 
running flat out across the ice. It doesn't seem to have any trouble balancing like it is effectively racially immune to all this sort of crap. Um, and it is sprinting forward towards Huxley, coming from this way. You think it is actually been coming all the last round as well, you just didn't see it, because no one made the perception check, so no one was looking in the right direction. At which point, it goes and just runs flat out uh, up to him. And <laughs> This is one of the creatures that you saw earlier, yeah. the sort of stunted blocks of ice in the shape of giants. It runs flat out up towards him. It doesn't seem to have any weapons whatsoever, but it's clearly got a mouth and big honking ice claws, and it sprints flat out up towards Huxley, and that is its action. Okay. All right, so as we hit the top of the round, um, Chief Scale says, Huxley in first. You must hold it off as best you can. And... And Zamanth nods. The power is coming, the power is coming from him. If we don't stop him, this will just keep getting worse. This unit understands. Mm-hmm. Alright, and obviously the question mark thing are the ice giants. Yeah, I figured. And then we go back into water again. Yes, so the ice giant used its action to run. Yep. So it's Huxley. Yep. Huxley, unfortunately, is a bit caught here. Because he just put his um, melee weapons away. Yep. So he's going to have to draw them and provoke. So he will... He never actually managed to get his bow out, which yep. was his plan. Yeah. Um, so he will instead turn to face this thing. I will see what I can do to hold it off. She draws his swords. Uh, does not provoke, because when you draw weapons, it doesn't provoke. Cool. I believe. Uh, possibly not. It's the move. It's it's when you draw other objects that you have to fill with more that it provokes. Okay. Um, quick draw lets you do it as a free action. Yeah. Because Huxley has to take a move and thus only gets a single stab at it. Yeah, hopefully with the flaming short sword. Yeah, he will use the flaming as his primary because he can. Yeah. Uh, and he will just... Uh, no, in fact, he will hit it with ease because it is running flat out towards ah, yeah. him. And as it does so, he twists, plants his feet, pulls out the flaming short sword, and just kick, lets yeah. it run straight onto the blade and impales it. Uh, he feels it's three. I should use the warm one with the flaming dice. And it makes a tortured sound like cracking ice, a sort of vague scream. <laughs> as the blade twists within it, as he manages to burn it horribly, it is vulnerable to fire. Excellent. Uh, and it takes a whopping seven points of damage. Yep. And that is him. Cool. First... Needs to go around the outside so he doesn't get hit by the... Or actually, no, he can just go straight across as long as he doesn't stop within 20 feet of this thing. Yeah, so... It's... Big arms. Yeah. So it's got reach. Uh, He can charge up to it and provoke from it and wallop it with his longsword. He can meander up to it. Um, I think flanking would be useful. Um, But... If he 
if he charges, he's going to provoke. Yes. But if he moves up to a regular over more time, he's going to provoke as well. Correct, right? unless he moves close and then five foot steps in on the second round. Mm. No, get on in there. Cool. And then he can start five foot stepping around to flank it on later rounds. So, he will in fact at that point then charge it. Yep. So that he can hit it as well, because it's good. he's got a reasonable way to go. Yeah. Because he has to run across the ice, he's going to need to make a balance check. Yep. Which he does. Cool. With his fancy snowshoes. Runs up to it with a double-handed Eldori longsword. And... This unit encourages you to surrender, but does not expect such a response. <laughs> and then smacks it. Uh... Hits it, because it is still flat-footed. And... Deals at nine points of damage. Sweet. And that is Huxley in first. So Matt. Yep. Um, doesn't it provoke? Doesn't he? Uh, is he? Does he not provoke because it's still flat-footed from running? Or uh, no, it's not actually flat-footed. It loses its dexterity right. things from running, so its AC goes flat-footed. But you're right. He does provoke from it. And as he runs up towards it, this giant block of ice will swing one claw out at him and just rake him across the chest with it. And... He takes six points of damage. And it's still looking reasonably okay. Great. Alright, and then Zamanth is going to hit it and then she's going, for good measure, she is going to hit it. Fair enough. Okay, she hits it. Uh, that was some nice sick attack damage. Fifteen points of damage. Cool beans, yeah. And hits it again. And 16 points of damage. Yep. Crack, crack. The ice surges, the mist surges out from it. Yep. That resist cold was a pretty good investment on Chief Sootscale's part. Yep, Chief Sootscale. He hits it much harder. He crit threats it. This it can be critted. Oh, good. We will need to confirm good. the crit. But I he he confirms the crit. Alright, um, so I'll resolve that one and then worry about a second attack. So, the sneak attack damage is not doubled. Correct. So I'll roll his regular damage, double it, and then um, work out the sneak attack. Okay. 19 times 2? Uh, 38. 38, yes. 38 plus uh, 9 is 47. Yep. Yeah. You should see what he would do if he was raging. <laughs> Chief Sootscales is a machine of tiny death. Yeah, that's 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 kind of the point. <laughs> Alright, and then... Um, like, he didn't spend all that time learning to worship Gorham. So just, could... just to pussy out at this point. Yeah, and then he hits it with the second attack. Yeah. And deals it... Um, 
Okay, so Huxley looks Everyone understands force. Yeah, Huxley looks over his shoulder and sort of whistles very quietly to himself. You see Sootscale plant his feet and just swing <laughs> and smash a chunk out of this thing. <laughs> and at this point you have cracked it thoroughly. He hits it hard and just smashes something about the size of a trash can out of the side of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it heals itself. And after the second hit, substantially faster than it was before. Yep. Um, and secondly, the cold surges out from it. As it passes 200 hit points, the cold surges out hard. Now this is quite visible. It is a thick blue mist that is something concrete that hits you shimmers around and passes over and uh, at this point um, it still does not surpass your resist cold threshold. It's fabulous. Uh, however Is it spread out? It is spread out. Huxley and First now need to dodge as they see this coming. Yep. Uh, first we'll fluff it all together. Huxley will roll out of the way and take four points of damage. And first we'll take eight damage in the head. Both of you fall back. We have to keep hitting it. It appears as if this mist is doubling in effectiveness each time. Yeah. Um, does it heal the, uh, the ice critter? Uh, no, it does not. It's... The, the ice needles to say doesn't do anything. Yeah, of course it, it doesn't it hurt it, it, but but it um, doesn't heal it. And it right. looks like this radius is now going to 30 feet out instead yep. of 20 feet out from the 30. Yep. Um, moreover, as you then pass 250 hit points, crack, 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 the ground shakes again. Yep. And everyone needs to give me that famous balance check again. Yep. Great. Snowshoes were a great investment. Uh... Uh, 16 for Chief Hook Scales. Fuck, he falls down. Yep, and Zamath. Uh, 19. She stays up. Just. Easy, easy. Careful, easy. Alrighty. Everybody gets another spot check. Chief Soot Scales just fell on his ass. He's concentrating on that. That's 11. Uh, yeah, he he's actually... Zamanth gets a 13. He and First are at higher DCs anyway, because yeah. what they're looking at is a thing on the horizon. Uh, nobody sees if there are any more of these ice giants coming towards you, but the light is sparkling such that it's actually quite hard. Yeah. Even though it's perfectly flat here, you should see a shadow coming towards you, but what you see instead is things you want to look away from. Mm-hmm. It's the battle against the monolith that doesn't move. Yeah. Woo. Okay. Um, and unsurprisingly, um, you've probably assessed at this point that the monolith isn't necessarily going to do anything in any yeah. hurry. It's just sitting on the initiative tracker for the sake of it. Yeah, that's fine. And it's the start of round four. 
is the start of round four. So cheek off round four on the thingy, and then it's team however many ice giants. For a start, that one gets to go. Yeah. Um, unseen, one moves closer. Yeah. Somewhere. Yeah. I won't show you, because you can't see it. Yeah. Uh, secondly, this one turns, looks down at first, and from inside the monument you hear Kastag's voice again. He can clearly see what's happening out here. He says, yes, rend him, my child. Let the cold claws of winter rend this creature of broken life. What passes for limb for what passes for limb. Let all of Erevetti's toys, let all of the Clockwork King's toys be broken and shattered for daring to defile this land. And the giant swings down on first. This is going to be ugly. Because he is down on the ground, so it gets plus four to hit him. Yeah. Hits him. Hits him. And jams both claws in, and then rends him and starts ripping him apart. Yeah. It jams both huge icy claws in and then just bends his chest plate back with a <laughs> grinding of metal and first struggles and kicks him away and manages to crawl back slightly away from the claws, just surviving this as he does some horrendous amounts of damage rolling near his max and drops first to three hit points. Right. <laughs> so he was fine. Yeah. Now he is less fine. Yeah. Um, and that is all of the ice giant. Yep. Huxley. Uh, meaningfully have a lot to do here. Well, he could try and tow first out of the range of the cold spell. Yeah. Or he could try and get out of the range of the cold spell. Those would both be contributions. Yeah. Uh, he is going to do... Is towing first is going to end up provoking from the thing? Yeah. As first is slowly dragged away, which does not um, delight him overly. Yeah. Because it's going to provoke for four first. Yeah. At which point the thing is going to put its claws through and get yeah. off. Um, Huxley will roll as he slides on the ice, slashes at its foot, goes under it, comes up the other side. Very nice. Makes a functional tumble check. Yeah. But he's sliding on the ice, comes up and slashes at its leg with the flaming short sword. Hits it. Nice. Deals it. 14 points of damage as he gets a nice shot in and just carves through its leg with the fire and it goes and crashes over one leg severed by this. Cool. So does that mean it's dead? 
no, it is dying, right. which is not an irrelevant concern if it can be healed by anything. Right, yep. Um, but it is down, it is no longer functioning at present. Yep. And that is Huxley's round. Yep. Uh, then we have First, who is incapable of healing himself. Yep. But he could move further out of the range of the cold thing. He will stagger up. Still, this unit is unable to sustain much more damage. It is prepared to die to protect that which matters most. is prepared to cease to protect that which matters most. He pulls himself up and damage staggers across the ice. So are those two out of range of the effect now? Perception. Chief Soot Scales rolls really poorly here. That's a nine. Uh, it's a oh, come on, yes. guys. No, that should be far enough back away from it, at least for the moment. Cool. This, so it's now out of 30 feet, so they're, yep. well, they're well far enough away. There is some merit in going further. Huxley didn't want to because he wanted to slash the thing. Yeah. First could go back further and be out of the range expands again, but he doesn't necessarily want to move so far away from the battlefield. Yep. He's useless. Uh, first being first, he doesn't... He actually has some sense of self-preservation and that sort of thing. He is not yeah. prepared to die pointlessly for Stagthorn. He is, however, totally prepared to die for Stagthorn. Um, but he also follows orders, so if people tell him to back further away, he will. Yeah. But the thing is that the um, we know that the ice giant... We may not know if the We may not be able to see the ice giants. Correct. But, but we do know there were eight of them and we've seen one. So there is no safe direction for first to go in. Because if he goes that way, that's where the ice giants are coming from. If he goes this way, the frost damage will definitely kill him. Uh, I will take a survival check at this point. I don't think about that point. Alright, uh, 16. Okay. Even out here... It's confusing. It's not just a given. You no longer necessarily know that way's north, that way's east. It came from this way. Um, that is not the same direction that you guys came from where those things were. That's over there-ish. Interesting. So, so there are more of them around. Yeah. Right, so that's not the only... That group of them it wasn't is not, the only It has not come from that group. It has come from somewhere else. Right. Another group, very possibly. Makes sense. Alright. So these things could come in from functionally any direction. Yeah. Not just this one. So even though Chief Soot Scales is lying on the ground, he still threatens this thing with his grey club. Correct. And indeed can take all the shots at it that he wants, yeah. albeit at a minus four penalty, at which point between that and the power attack he might start to hit the point where he's actively risking missing it. He might not be too mm. was to hit Zar. Um however, um Zamanth is um uh, the point is that Samantha can still sneak attack because it, Absolutely. flanking is happening. Soot scale falls ass over on the ground, rolls around with his great club at the thing. Zamanth crit threat. Cool. Zamanth confirms. Cool. All right, her crit damage is not st- outstanding, but I'm not sneezing at any. She's still a strong symptom. Yeah, twelve points of regular damage plus seven points of sneak attack for nineteen total. Cool. It's going to be really relevant because um, this may be uh, her attacks may be all the damage that we're getting this round, and she makes a five on a very poor roll. <laughs> yep. Hits it. Yes. AC five. Cool. All right, and that's uh, another fourteen points of damage. Cool. 
She shoot scales, stands up. Yep. Uh, <sighs> keep it from me. Keep it from healing as much as you can. I have to go save the golem. <laughs> and everything over there needs someone to someone to sort it out. <laughs> 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. Yep. Uh, so he sta- he uses two move actions Correct. functionally. One stand. Um, so basically, um, he didn't express this very well because he's not super verbal, but over here, somebody needs to kill this thing before it regenerates, and somebody needs to heal first, and somebody needs to help these two deal with any more oncoming giants. Yep. And Soot Scale, being the man, can do all three of those things. It's fair. But he can't do all of those and continue to pummel the monument, monument to death. And if they leave it completely un, unattacked, it will just start healing itself. Yeah. Uh, uh, so it will start healing itself anyway because Samantha can't sneak attack it, but this is as good as it gets for the moment. So it first has three scrolls of repair critical wounds. Yeah. Um, given that you discussed this beforehand, do we want to, like, hand one to Huxley and two to Sootscale? Yeah, sounds like a plan. Because first himself has no use for them. He, yeah. he carries them because he's the one that's going to get damaged and he can yeah. give them to people to help him. Yeah. But he can't use them himself. Yeah, so Sootscale is coming over here to cast a scroll of remove. His goals are kill this thing before it, say, regenerates. Um, heal first, yeah. and then leave these two to hold off the ice giant onslaught and go back to hitting the monument, but that's a couple of rounds worth of activity. Yeah. It's not a great tactical plan, but letting first go down doesn't seem like a great tactical yeah. plan anyway, either. Uh, first first is capable of um, effectively dying like a person. He will hit minus ten. Yeah. He, he will fall down first and be badly damaged. Yeah. Then he will hit minus ten and be unrepairable. Yeah. And, you know, so and Scales was happy to leave the two lower hit pointed, more fragile hair of members of the party to hold off the ice giant onslaught as long as they were both sort of okay. But at this point, it's kind of, yeah, we're kind of leaving these boys to die. And with, um, with first in particular, there's the running rule that your kingdom is established that if councils die, they get resurrected at the kingdom's yeah. expense. But first but can't. First. first can't be. Yeah, you would presume. Yeah. I mean, you could try it. Yeah, yeah. Does this unit have a soul? Even if it does, that doesn't mean it can be regenerated. I mean, I personally think that things like um, sentient element, sentient outsiders, potentially have souls. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that you can. Re- but you explicitly can't resurrect them. Okay, so that's Chief Footscale. Yep, he runs over there. Coming. It's Team Monument, which sits there. Which sits there. And then it's round five. It's round five. If another one of these things wasn't going to come in, Huxley could kill it while Soot Scales regenerated first, and then would be getting back to relatively okay shape. But unfortunately, another one of these things is going to come in. Okay, so as round five begins, you see Castag in there sort of pull his hands back, and he begins muttering and gathering energy and puts his hands back up. Cold blue light flows out from them and spreads across the field as far as the eye can see. It doesn't seem to do anything to any of you other than sort of a shiver of cold as opposed to vile cold damage. The cracks in the monument, however, start healing, and this thing's leg grows back out and it starts moving again. Yeah. Thought so. As he functionally 
heals things. Yeah. How much heal in does it look like the monument? Oh. If you had to assign a numerical value to it, you would call it about 20 hit points worth. Yeah. Yeah. So Zamanth can't keep pace with that, so it's going to regenerate slowly each round. But if Zamanth hits it a bunch, it will only regenerate slowly as opposed to really starting to come back up. Uh, that appears to be something that Kastag is actively doing, some sort of spell or something like that. When yeah. he stops, he puts his hands back up on the monument, and the crack seems to heal again just a little. Yeah. So it's fast healing, and when it hits round five, it does a thing, basically. Yeah. Cool. So you don't need to worry that's necessarily an every round thing, unless yeah. it's an every round after five thing. Yeah. Sorry, the, the the monument, because it doesn't fight back per se, just works on a bunch of re- triggered reactions and yeah. point damage thresholds and things. Alright, and it's Ice Giants. It is Ice Giants. So, it has no burning desire to stand up. This thing appears to be either reasonably intelligent on its own or just driven by Kasag's will. Yeah. Um, and in fact, this is a vaguely interesting fact, so people can give me a six motive check. 20. Uh, and 3. Cool. Samantha is super perceptive about that. Samantha is totally focused on the giant ice monument. Yeah. Um, Chief Sutska, on the other hand, who is looking down at this thing, sees it look around, and he has seen this look in kobolds before, a sort of animal cunning... Mm-hmm. Of what's the smart play, do I gnaw at its ankle or play dead or stand up sort of thing. Uh, each of these, given one of these ice giant creatures, are quite alive and quite sentient. They're not incredibly intelligent or anything, but they are certainly, on, a- on average, as intelligent as sort of a dim person. Um, so each one of these things is alive and sentient in and of itself. It is yep. not merely an extension of Kastag's will. Yeah. Kastag has called them his children, and he means that in more, way than, more ways than one. Yeah. Um, it looks round with a slow animal cunning. And then, having tried both of these guys on, but not soot scale, so it has no idea of his capacities... It will roll around and claw for his ankles. It is not prepared to stand up and provoke three attacks of opportunity. Yeah. So it rolls around and claws multiple times for his ankles. Yep. So it's at minus fours, uh, giving it an 18 for its good hit. Which but misses Soot Scales. So Soot Scales leaps over the claw, basically. Yeah. It goes scrape across the ice. Cool. And that is it. It full attacks you. Sweet. Does another one appear on the battlefield? The one that does appear on the battlefield, running in flat out from that way. Okay. So that brings it to Yes, we do. It appears there, about fifty foot away. So it scales see something real vile and cobalt. And at this point, people can give me another one of those famous spot checks. Uh, 20. Considerably less than 20. Uh, 
so Huxley and first bluff this, so it's going to succeed. What I'm going to do is put it here. You, Soot Scale sees another shadow on the horizon here, running flat out towards you. At this point, having just run flat out towards you, it is now 200 foot away. There's another one! <laughs> what seems to have happened is when Kastag is sent out as call, some, or very possibly all of these things, have just started sprinting inwards mm. as fast as they can, and now they're showing up, running at 120 odd foot around. So, does that seem useful to you? I'll yep. put it on the map, but just put a marker on it that's 200 foot away. You yep. can, in theory, engage it yep. at range if you didn't have 500 other things to do. Yeah. And then we're back round to people. Yes. Huxley. So, Huxley. Presuming this will not keep happening, I will silence this one. <laughs> Jams both the short swords into it. <laughs> I think that's the most useful thing he can yep. do. Uh, manages to miss with one of them. Even with his plus four to hit. Hits with the flaming short sword. Oh, that's good. Deals at 12 points of damage. And it hisses and shies away from burning. But it is still alive. Yep. And then it is first. Hmm. I'm pondering. Um, if first comes up to Chief Sootscales, Sootscales can heal him this round, but he's inside the um, danger threshold. Um. There's your danger threshold. Yeah. If he um, doesn't come up to um, Chief Sootscales, Chief Sootscales can't hit him this round? Why not? I can't hit him this round? Because he's got to draw the scroll and move and cast the scroll. True, although first can five foot step up. Yeah. At which point Sootscales can five foot step towards him. Right, okay, yes. Then I want first to five foot step up. So first five foot steps up towards this thing. This... This unit is bad. This unit is badly in need of repair. Yet there are many vital tasks that must be accomplished. Do what is best for those. Do what is best for Stagthorn. Turns, pivots. That means stopping its enemies. Smash, and wallops the thing on the ground because that's something helpful he can do. Yes, that is helpful. And he obliterates it into the ground. And this time, he smashes the Eldori Longsword down. Most people you've seen use these things with a lot of finesse. You've seen mm. Barn do it as a dex fighter, and using his cutting brain, all this little thing. First, just double-hands the thing and cuts its head off. Smash. It, however, still looks like it might get back up. Yeah. It is dead. It is dying again. Yeah. It is not dead. But I'll take dying for the moment. Yeah. We've got other problems. Good enough. So that? All right. Oh boy! Always dreamed of heroically saving, uh, saving my people, but feeling the being all alone here. All right, and the map will just hit the monument twice. Not at all worried about that giant ice giant coming for. Her. Okay, hits 
Yep. 10 damage. Yep. Crit fumble. So just 10 damage. Cool. She's not as effective without someone to flank with her. Surge of ice. Nothing yep. happens to Zamanth. Nothing happens to Sootscale. I love Resist Cold. Yep, it'll yep, be dead by right now. No, for Resist Cold. Well, in all fairness, what you'd be doing is making a lot more reflex saves, yep. many of which you'd be making because you've got two very agile yeah, characters and, there. But, but we've got a lot of we've got a lot of incoming bad guys. Yeah. All right. Cheap Sootscale's five foot steps draws one of his scrolls of. Um, uh, re- serious repair. Yep. And cast uh, cast serious repair. Gorum, give me the strength uh, uh, to heal this construct so it can continue to fight our enemies. I don't believe this is difficult for him. Let me just double check that. Because, of course, the person that used to do these things was Irrefetti, mm. who just took 10 on his use magic device check and had no problem. Yes, I, uh, you, uh, Chief Soot Scales doesn't have use magic device, but I believe... These that, are clerical spells. Yeah, being a cleric is um, suffi- generally sufficient. Uh, activate the spell... Uh, so Sootscale needs to make me a... These are fairly minor downsides, but he needs to make me a caster level check because he meets all the requirements, but his caster level is lower than what he needs to to cast this third level spell. Alright, um, he gets a 20. Cool. He is, that is easily enough for what he needs because it's the caster level that he would need, yeah. effectively. Uh, otherwise, he needs to make a wisdom check or the scroll sort of explodes and does bad things. Yep. As it is, would you like me to roll this? Because I've got the damage yeah, in front sure. of me and that sort of thing. Uh, five, eight, nine. Uh, Sixteen points of critically critical repairs. Cool. Mm-hmm. All good. Yep. And are we back round to the monument? We are back round to the monument. It sits there. The ice giant lies on the ground. Stabilizers. Awesome. This one sprints flat out towards you, and going 120 feet, comes to within 80 foot of you. Cool. Um, can you check? Start round six. Yes, I can. Thank you. All right, and this one runs flat out. Uh, how far away is it at this point? 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45. Okay, move it up next to Zamanth. Yep. Directly beside her. It double moves up to her, moving quickly but not running flat out and making itself vulnerable. So it comes loping across the ice and its mouth opens and creaks and uh, Zamanth actually speaks what this thing speaks because it's Sylvan. Yep. Um, It speaks in Sylvan a sort of sound like water grating across ice and freezing, each word bites and snaps. Stay away from Karstag. Peace must be bought in the cold. All is to be frozen. 
is all the frost giants, all the ice giants rounds. Cool. It's Huxley. It is Huxley. Kill it again. <laughs> Keep killing it until it's actually dead. Okay. At this point, he reaches down because it is dying, and and thus or stable and helpless. Yeah. He lies. He kneels down on the ice, takes his flaming sword, jams it into the neck cavity, rips it up, and coup de grace it. Excellent. Uh, at which point he automatically crits it, which uh, will probably deal enough damage to be done with this. Yes, it will. <laughs> at that point, he cuts through, he jams the fiery sword into its neck and cuts through it. It obviously doesn't seem to have any sort of real meaningful internal organs. Although there must be something mm. in there, it just looks like ice. Jams it in, reaches it, and there is a shattering noise. The thing cracks apart and falls into large chunks. Doesn't look like this is coming back together anytime soon. First, and um, uh, Chief Soot Scales will say first. Best I can do. I'm sorry. Hold them off as best you can. I have to go back. It will need to be enough. First, who can do this sort of monkey business? Um, sh- put his long sword away. I will follow the example of Caelan Thorn. <laughs> Quick draws things. Sorry. Uh, changes to a crossbow. Yeah. And on the whole, given he's not fabulous with it, he will fire at the monument. Yep. Because it's only going to surge, which isn't yep. going to worry anyone. He hits it, and he deals at seven points of damage. Nice. All worth doing. Okay. So, Matt. Um. Holds action to see if Soot Scales makes it back to her. Yep. Uh, Soot Scales tries something different. 5, 10, I don't know, 5, 15, 20, 25, 30, 40. Yep. Makes it back. Yep. Um, along the way, about here, um, he's just going to experiment with his second level domain spell. Yep. He casts Shatter. Uh, very nice. Uh, for starters, just before you get there, is that more than a single move for him? It is not. His speed is 50. Oh, otherwise he has to make balance checks and things. Yep. Cool, no problem. So, um, he's gonna go back to beating on it, but first he just wants to see if Shatter is going to do anything particularly effective. Uh, he has every expectation that it will. It is designed for breaking crystalline things. Yeah, it just occurred to him. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Oh, such objects. Okay, so. I can tell you how this works if you want me to. Yeah. Um, so. He can target this against a single solid object. Yeah. Um, dealing it 1d6 points of sonic damage per caster level with a fortitude save of a half. Yeah. Whether or not this thing can make a fortitude save is a question. Because it's kind of an object and it's kind of alive. Yeah. So scale doesn't have a clear answer to that. He's just going to experiment with doing it. This is, however, um, his... Um, Second level domain spell from Gorham's Domain of Destruction. So if you want to invoke anything with this, you go right ahead. Ah, so. As Sort Scale runs across the ice, limps across the ice in his snowshoes, rather. Here you go. Smash! 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 
And there was a cold ringing noise and a crystalline splinter from the monument as it goes, crack! Yes, absolutely, this works. No, it doesn't get a fortitude save for half damage. Roll the, I think, 46 Sonic. 46 Sonic. So that is um, 13 points of Sonic damage. Which then goes up with... So that is 19 points of sonic damage. Very nice. Because it is vulnerable to sonic damage. Yep. Which clears 300 hit points worth of damage to it. Oh, goody. And then it does Uh, some more bad stuff. (laughs) So there is a crack noise as at this point big splintery pieces fly off and stab into the ice around Mm -hmm. As large chunks of the monument break off and fly apart at this point. Uh, for starters, even though Sootscale hasn't targeted a weapon on it per se, the same thing happens again. Yeah. The ice bursts out. At this point, it is genuinely cold enough to go through your resistances, so Sootscale and Zamanth need to give me a reflex save. And doubtless the range also increases? Plus. Yeah, alright, so let's start with Sootscales. Uh, who rolls very poorly, that's an 8 on his reflex save. Cool, he fails. Yep. Zamanth, uh, these guys are getting tired, uh, that's a 14. Uh, which succeeds. It's still a DC 14. Oh, sweet, okay, so she makes it and has evasion and takes no damage. Okay, so because she's got evasion, it doesn't matter anyway. Uh, yep. Soot scales is focused on smashing. Smash, 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 smash. Yeah. Throws a hand out. As he does so, huge chunks of it splinter off, and he has his hand right there as the cold goes flash back across his hand. Yeah. That is 16 points of cold damage, which then gets reduced to 6. Okay, so the resist cold is only a 10, 10 resist cold? Correct. Yep. He needs to go up several castle levels before he gets it to 20. Yep, alright, so he takes... um. He takes six points of cold damage. And in theory, if he makes the save, then his um, resist cold would soak it, but of course his evasion would soak it anyway. So yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but it is now 16 slash 8, so it is high enough that it's genuinely a problem. Yeah. Alrighty, and then um, Huxley in first. Uh, Huxley fails, first succeeds. Well, that's good, because if one of them was going to fail, it needed to not be, hu- needed to not be first. Huxley, ah, getting cold out here. Looking bad? Uh, actually not as much as you might think, as if the effect is lessening off. I need a different coloured pen to mark this one. So... Cool. The coals does seem to diminish as it travels by distance. Right. So he is still taking more damage than he would necessarily like, but not enough to fall over dead on his face. Sweet. Enough that he's now going to think about slogging some potions. Yeah. Fall back! Fall back! <laughs> so unified in their desire for these guys to move back so they can keep hitting the monument. I think I'll just give you the perceptions at this point. You can see where the line is where it starts to diminish in intensity. Yeah. Uh, thirdly... As it passes 300 hit points, yep. 
Crack! Shatter! Crack! Oh, the ground breaks again. Everybody give me a balance check. Thank you, Chief Soot Scales. Uh, that's a 22. Let First and Huxley both fall down. Yeah, that one's fair with their falling back. Um, Zamant gets an insane quantity. She dances on the ice. Yep. And that is that. Yep. And it's the mice giants. Yep. So. Look at those yummy, yummy falling down people. They look delicious. Dig, 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 dig. Yep. Sprints up. Yep. Doesn't actually do anything because it's got to run within range. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other one looks to Samantha and then brings its claws in on her. Yep. Mm-hmm. Ooh, actually. I'll do that first anyway. Uh, so that is a. 21 to hit with the first claw. Will not do it. Cool. And 26 to hit with the second claw. That'll do it. Okay. So it lands the first one into yep. one side and then brings the other one around to stick it in and rend her chest apart as she's seen first do. And she brings the shield around. Yeah. And fends it off. Mm-hmm. Uh, she takes eight damage and does not get rendered. That's excellent. Yeah. <laughs> And this does, to some extent, do cold damage, but it's mostly about the fact the claw is sharp as yeah. opposed to the claw is cold. It's it's it doesn't deal any actual cold damage. Yes, yeah, it's more of a theme, thematic thing. Yes, cold frozen claws. Yep. Oh. Um, wondering the other one simply doesn't have a bit. Oh yeah, it runs flat out. Yep. Cool beans. Huxley. Huxley. Uh, no perception checks. No, yep. Jesus Gales fails. Zamanth does really well. That's 21. Okay, Zamanth is confident there is nothing within her sight lines on the horizon, which puts things at about a little under 200, 200 300 feet. Or, sorry. Uh, about 280, 300 feet, and there are no more ice giants. Because that, past that, she's not going to see them meaningfully yeah. anyway. Nor, to be honest, is she probably going to care. Yeah. Um, well, actually, it's not beyond her capacity to see them at that point. It's just not very likely. Yeah. Yeah. So, we started round seven at this point. Yeah, we? we have. Cool. And it's Huxley lying on the ground next to an ice giant. It's Huxley oh. lying on the ground next to an ice giant. In need of drink, getting out of there and drinking some potions. Uh, he is going to stand up and take the hit because he would much rather do that than um, uh, lie on the ground and let it hit him with both claws at plus four. So Makes what sense. he is going to do is drop to a fight defensively stance. Yep. Hack at its ankle. Yep. Uh... Despite all the penalties, he crits it. He crit for it. So this Whoa! Good God, man. Are you going to manage that even at your minus fours? Yes, you are. Okay, so lying on the ground, he looks at it, sees he's in danger, doesn't want to lie there. He's seen what happened to first there. 
rolls over the flaming short sword and jams the thing through its kneecap and uses that to pivot up to his feet as he confirms the crit at the minus four penalty. Jams the flaming short sword into it. Deals it one... And deals it nine points of damage. Uh, no, sorry, I need to increase that, but not the fire. So then... Thirteen points of damage. Very nice. As he staggers up, jams the flaming sword through its kneecap, and pulls himself to his feet. Because <laughs> he's hardcore, yo. Yeah. Uh, and... Even at, my, even at defensive penalties and lying prone penalties, yep. he rolls. And then it is first. Yep. Uh, Get out of the range! Yeah, decisions. Uh, and as Huxley stands up... He provokes, which means that the first probably won't. Correct. It's somewhat useful point. Uh, and... He provokes as he gets up, so the thing does hit him. Yeah. And they can do nothing but max damage on every hit, so it claws Huxley. Cool. Deals him eight points of damage. Does Huxley look like he's about to drop? Not imminently, but he does not look healthy. Yeah. He may need to take one for the team, however. He looks like he would rout if he were an army. Yeah. That gives me a good understanding. Alright, um... For, and he doesn't have evasion. Yep. Yeah. So first will stagger up. Yeah. And the frost giant slowly swings an arm at him and misses. He does not have combat reflexes. Excellent. Um, Which means that first could move round him. And first, at this point, this unit cannot sustain further bouts of cold. This unit cannot sustain further bouts of cold. It must retract. Uh, he's got a ranged weapon out. Yeah. Um, I suppose he could go flank with Huxley. Oh no, he's got a ranged weapon out. Just yes, going... but he can quick draw and get all them around. So ah, yeah. Easy, easy done. Yeah. Yeah, he could go flank with Huxley. Cool. He will do so. Yep. And that's um, and he can make an attack this round because oh no, he's he still stands, right. he stands, stands up, up and, and then moves. he moves. Yep. All right. He pulls himself across the ice. All right. Sorry, Huxley. We have to take it down. And Chief Suit Scales hits the monument. Yep. Uh, Chief Suit Scales hits the monument. Yes, he does. Alright. In fact, um, Chief Suit Scales smites the monument. Yep, by all means. Like... I, I might call that slightly iffier if it wasn't for the fact that you can easily hit it all over the show, so it doesn't matter whether you see your walls or not. Yeah, yeah. You, you're welcome to say I can't have it this round because I didn't declare it no, in advance. That's but when I'm calling it, considering it's, all more, it's almost impossible for Soot Scales to miss it, even though he's taking a massive um, penalty because of his base attack. All right, so this is quite a lot. All right, so let's start with what's actually on the dice. Thirty-one points of damage. Ow. Yep. You can only do that once, though. All right. And then, um, do you want to do the reflex save and see if hu- hopefully lives or dies, or shall we just do the second hit? 
Uh, actually, it probably is worth doing because Silk Scale might like see him hit the ground and, and not stop. swing. Yeah, absolutely. If Huxley actually passes out, Silk Scale's not Okay, so woof, the cold surges out again. Huxley and Zamath both need to give me. Sorry, Zamath and Silk Scale both need to give me uh, reflex saves. Bad enough now. Yes, and um, Silk Scale fails his reflex save again. Zamath passes hers again. So Silk Scale so, so takes six more. Yep. After his DR. Uh, first is now out of range. Huxley chunks that, I believe. Yeah, by a whisker and a hair, he will chunk that. So is he failing? He is failing his reflex save, yes. Um, thus taking 16 points of cold damage, which is going to drop him to the ground. Alright, um... Oh, sorry, no, he's taking less points of cold damage because he's in the second band, which is not going to drop him to the ground. Nonetheless... Is he lo- is he close to making his reflex save? Yes, ridiculously so. He's cool. Had a um, thirteen out of fourteen. The kingdom spots him a hero point. Huxley yep. makes his reflex save. At which point he takes half. Yep. He's not great, but he's still up. Cool. Let's see if she survives this. Uh, do you want me to track the kingdom's hero points? Yeah, sounds good. So you've got four of them, haven't you? Yeah, three now. Chief Soot Scales hits it again. Alright, uh, that is, um, a hit. Yep. Alright, uh, and that is, uh, 24 points of damage. Yep. Surge again. Same again. Uh, Huxley will make this one. Great. Chief Sootscale makes it. Zamanth fails. So Sootscale passes Zamanth. Zamanth fails. So So Zamanth will also take six. Yep. Because the the math is easy. Yep. at which point it passes 350 damage. Yep. The ground shakes again. Yeah. Balance checks. And then Kastag from within again um, pulls himself back and there's that flash of light and reflection. Yep. So balance first. Cool. Soot scales makes it. We're still standing. Uh, Zamanth makes it. Yep. Everyone is standing. Cool. And then... Continue. The ground cracks. Uh, the monument is looking... Uh, substantially cracked at this point. Cool. Alright. Then the confusion. Yep. So scales get 17, so I think he's... just still immune to this. Uh, Huxley is okay. Cool. Chief Short Sales gets 17. Uh, he is functional. And Zamanth... Oh dear. Uh, gets an 11. She is confused. Okay. Alright, and then it's her. Yep. I was pondering her tactical options, yeah. but... She looks confused. Yep. Would you like me to roll it for her? Yes, please. The good news is if she randomly attacks something, it's going to be an enemy. Confusion. 
So, just let me think how this would manifest. Uh, we cut to Zaman's point of view that Kastag pulls himself back into the monument entirely and there is nothing there but her own reflection, the shimmering light of the sun blinding off it. And she squints and all she can see is one light in the middle. Not white, but red. Um, a singular red light floating at about head height. And she sees a shadow brush across the monument. And as she sees it, she sees a withered, skeletal hand reaching out from it. Explorer, offer me your soul. As Vordekai reaches out from the monument towards her to paralyze her and freeze her in that place of horror and terror again, and Zamanth panics and runs as fast as she can that way away from her. Okay, that is very fast. Uh, It kind of doesn't matter because... um, Next round, she'll just turn around and run back again, presumably. Yeah, but, um, and she provokes from the ice jar. Absolutely. Alright, so, um, alright, so, 200 foot that way. Wow, she's fast. She's got the speed of 50, so flat out run four times her movement. Uh, has she also got run as a feat? Uh, don't see it on here. Cool, some of them, I think, do. Yeah. It's not a racial per se. It's just one of them takes. So she... Oh, no, my apologies. She does have run. So she goes 250 foot away. Yeah. For whatever that's worth. And drops her dicks. Yep. At which point, this now is actually vaguely meaningful. There is another ice giant standing here at, like, 350-odd foot away. All right. It's now 100 foot from Zemath. Um... So she run, She turns and gallops away from Vordekai as fast as she possibly can. Uh, the ice giant swings at her, but she is fleeing in such wild panic that he is nowhere near close to her. He rolls a natural one, so it doesn't matter what her AC is. Yep. Um, and then she needs to make me a balance check as she is now running heedlessly full speed across the ice. Alright, and... Uh... She gets a um, 20, 21. It would probably actually be good if she fell down, but she doesn't. She actually stumbles to her knees, slides across the ice, then pulls herself back up and keeps going. Yeah. No, it would actually be worse, because at least this way she can just run back again. Oh, yeah. She has to get up. Yeah. And then she can't run. Well, she's not going to be able to run back again, because she's going to be attacked by an ice jar. Okay, and that is that... Yep. Next person down. That's everyone. Was that Zamanth hitting it? Uh, Zamanth, for Zamanth's round, she became confused uh, and yes, ran away. Ah, yes, it off. You're right. Yeah. My apologies, dear heart. You're, keep, you're doing a good job keeping track of things. Yeah, it's fine, see? Round yep. A. First is now standing on the round marker. Yeah. It's inconsiderate of him, but there it is. All right. Whole bunch of ice giants. Yep. The Should have killed them before coming up here. Remember, these are not the same ones you saw. Ah, right, Killing yeah. Killing them all would make not no difference, but very little difference to what's ah. happening here. Okay, right. Assuming you could take ten of them at a time, given how you've seen them fight. Yeah, yeah, quite true. Um, the, um... And I'll give you this one, because you might well work it out after the fact. 
Maybe not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's just keep going well. with the fight. Okay. Sootscale sees some of the cracks on the monument healing up again. Yeah. Uh, its fast healing is still going. Yeah. It is actually better than it was, but nowhere near amazing compared to the amount of beat stick he's dealing with. Yeah. Although, unfortunately, um, he just lost his sneak attacker. Yeah. His flanker. Okay. Not to mention the person that was dra- distracting the giant from rending him. Alrighty, and then we're back to Team Giant, huh? Yes. Mm-hmm. Alright. So, Team Giant will swing at Huxley and target both his attacks on the same because they want to rend it. Yep. Uh, hit and miss. So, no rend. Yay. I imagine that's going to take Huxley down. Uh, no, it is not. He has one hit point left. Good for him. Uh, the other one will walk around by soot scale. Yep. And swing with a big claw. Yep. Uh, that is very probably a miss. Uh, 16. That will miss. Yep. <laughs> Off the armor. Yep. Alright. Then Huxley. Yep. So. One of two things here. He either gets out of the way and drinks a potion and saves his own skin, or he puts loyalty to house the one first and runs full bore in and stands on the other side of the monument so Sootscale can flank it and sneak attack shit out of it. Uh, Sootscale would like more people that, people to not drop and die. It's a, it's a very heroic move, but it's actually, it, he won't survive being a flank long enough to provide a significant advantage. Sure. At which point, he will roll away from the thing. Yep. Um, and pop a potion. Sure. Um, what about this one? Incidentally, did it move up 80 feet? Uh, it will move... Um, she's only 100 feet from it. Yeah, so she's panicking, so she doesn't see this. Uh, it does a thing, but I won't tell you what it is. Sure, that's at fine. This point, because then other people's actions will be predicated on what they can't see. Yeah. Um, okay, so Huxley rolls away from it, and he is going to pop a potion. Cool, good stuff. It's apparently, a fabulous potion. Plus three. He regains fifteen hit points. Cool. Um, are we on first? Yes. First we'll strike it, this thing. Yep. Hit it. And deal it seven points of damage. And that one's pretty badly hurt, right? Uh, not critically so. It looks like it's it's badly injured, it's not about to drop at the next sneeze. Yep. Alright, so it scales. So it scales. Five foot away from the beastie. Making himself more difficult to, um, full attack. Yep. Yes? Yep, yep, yep. Just daydreaming idly. Cool. And um, then he's going to full attack the monument. Now that Huxley has thoughtfully gotten out of the freaking way. Yay, he hits it. Yep. And he deals it uh, 19 damage. Nine. Yep. Then he makes a reflex save and fails. So four points of cold. How's he looking? Tired and cranky. He's still got a fair amount of hit points. Um, he's fine-ish. 
he's um heading towards bloodied. Um, Zamanth is um is pretty much bloodied. They're both kind of okay-ish, but they definitely have an air of people who can't keep doing this shit forever. I'll just move these two onto the map. He hits it again. Yep. That's a great roll with D10. Deals at seven points of damage. Yep. And makes his fucking reflex save. Huzzah! So 17 points. 17 points of damage? One seven? Yep, one seven. Cool. The monument is cracking heavily now in several places. Kastag's face appears in it, and he bellows something at you. But you can just see, like, his face now has a hideous crack through the middle of it, and he slams his hands against the side of the monument, looks at Soot Scale, and yells something at him that comes out warbles and cracked, and you hear the... (coughs) Cobalt up! (coughs) Forever! (coughs) Alright, is the man still confused? She is not. Samantha regains control of herself, realizes Vordekai is not behind her, looks around, just in time to see the other things, the other ice giants sprint full out straight past her. Cool. It ignores her entirely and goes around her and runs flat out towards the monument. Cool. So she is 250 foot away, it is 180 foot away, so it is actually ahead of her at this stage. Alright, so she could run flat out back to the monument. Yep. And that actually sounds like a pretty good option. Yeah, she will end up provoking from it, if she cares. She can't go slightly round it? She has to run in a straight line if she Ah. wants the full movement. Then yes, she will provoke from it. Cool. Um, Could you move her instead of the spider? Yes. Because that would make it easier for me to keep track. So she runs flat out towards it. Um, That should be there, because it can't run past her. Yeah. Through her, rather. So, she turns and sprints flat out back towards the monument, rushing in. As she does so, the ice giant turns and claws at her as she runs past. Yep. Uh, so she she does have runners of feet? She does have runners of feet. Cool, she loses nothing off her AC then. Oh, sweet. Because that's the other advantage of run. You go yep. faster, you don't lose AC. Uh, 19. Claw! Scrape. Runs past. One of the things she is better at school scales is she's got better AC... Sorry, thought I saw Vordekai. But I'm back now. Okay. Monument is badly cracked, Samantha's back. Yep. The monument sits there. Round nine. Fight. Yep, and it's unfortunately the ice giants. Yep. Um... Uh, it will ignore first and move past him. Yep. Provoking? Yes. Gotta get to points where it can do meaningful, helpful things yep. instead. First tries to stab it in the back and misses. Yep. Um, Alright, and um, Soot Scales. Soot Scales pretty much taken over at this point is command. 
He's the big gnarly chief, and he's up. Both of you, shoot the thing. Shoot the statue. Shoot the monument. All of this is for nothing if we don't kill it. And I can't keep healing you. Because <laughs> I don't have time. <laughs> Basically, if they come inside, the, yes. they're just going to take such massive amounts of cold damage that they'll drop like rocks, which, you know, they may be prepared to die for our tactical advantage, but it won't be a helpful action. Yep. Okay. Alright, and that one runs in. Yep. Somewhat. It runs into the point where it can hit soot scale. It yep. can hit him from there because 10 foot reach. Yep. Reaches out and claws at him. Yep. Uh, 19 to hit him. Matches his AC. So scratches him. Yep. Deals him eight, eight points of damage because they can't roll anything but the highest. Yep. The other one will, no, definitely bloody. will step closer so it doesn't have to worry about reaching around the monument. Yep. And then try and hook him twice with a flank. Yeah, that could be a problem. Uh, 17 and 21. Happily only one of those hits. Cool. Have seven more points of claw damage. Yep. Scoot scale definitely can't do this forever. Alrighty. And that is that. And that. And dig, 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 dig. 60 foot away. Yep. That mm. one runs in. And... Perception checks. Oh, no. Uh, 17. Less than 17. Yep. If there's another one out there, you can't see it. Yep. All right. Which, which in fairness, means it's far away, which is probably yep. valuable for you. All right, so that's all the Frost Giants. It's Huxley. It's Huxley, so... I believe he's got a ranged weapon out at this point. Yes, he does. He's, he's just going to look up the relative DCs of use magic device and doing something cunning. Mm-hmm. All right, so Huxley looks at this and ponders it, and I think I'll hand most of these tacticals to the player because that seems um, yeah. better to me. Um, looks it. This could be the end of them. But House Thorn is at risk. It's only a 50-50 shot at best. And he contemplates his options. Does he shoot at it? With which he will quite certainly hit it. With which he will almost certainly hit it. He actually can miss now because he's firing into melee. Um, Or he can try and activate his wand of fireball. Yes. But he's only got like a 50% chance of actually doing it successfully in the first place. Yeah, but the um, if he hits the monument, he'll do it a small amount of damage, and us and a decent chance us a small amount of damage. If we're going to be evading, we might as well be evading something yes. that will really... Throw, if he throws a fireball, he will hit everyone. Mm. Yeah. We've both got evasion, and we can't keep taking this massive horde of guys that are attacking us. If we're going down, let's go down in a blaze of glory, literally. We understand it's a 50% chance. Take the shot. Well, Lady Morag makes this look easy. <laughs> Let us see how we do it then. Eldis, if this doesn't work, it was worth it. 
pulls out a small wand and begins intoning and makes a use magic device check. Come on, Huxley. He's got the Kingdom Hero points there. Yeah. Uh, he will fail that by two. Okay, so a Kingdom Hero point would make it a success? Uh, not automatically, but on a two on a d6, very likely. Yeah. Or he could re-roll, but his odds are actually better on the d6, I think. Alright. Let's do it. If we're going out, let's go out dramatically. He does not roll a one on the d6. So, he aims this at the monument, pours his will into it, shakes it, and a tiny bead of something orange arcs out from the end of it and goes... Boom, right there. Yep. And explodes, and fire splashes all over Zamant, Soot Scale, the two frost giants, and the monument. Yep. Okay. Let's, we... let's start with the monument. Okay. So, the monument is unable to make a reflex save. Sweet. It does not move. Mm-hmm. It is immune to several sort of will-based effects, unsurprisingly. Yep. It can't make fortitude saves, it can't make will saves. Kastag ramps from within it and beats his fist in a cracking noise. Fire spills across it. And I'll keep the same damage for it because yeah. that's going to be easier. And holy fuck, is that going to be a lot of thermal damage. Six. Fire splashes across it and bits start melting off as it takes 36 points of fire damage. Excellent. Uh, as if it is also vulnerable to fire. Cool, let's do the frost giants. Yeah. Okay, frosties. Uh, both of them leap to the sides, uh, also get caught by this. Um, so they make their reflex save? They make their reflex save. They don't have evasion. Yeah. Uh, so it then gets halved and then increased by half again for yep. vulnerability. So that is 3 is halved to 12, is increased to 18. This one that is running in, fire splashes over it, it falls to the ground and begins to slowly melt. It is dying. Yep. Uh, the one that has been played by the gin mini, fire splashes all over it and it <coughs> howls in pain, like cracking ice, and takes 18 fire damage in the face. Excellent. Then Zamanth and Soot Scale. No pressure. And then the monument reacts. Okay. Uh, Soot Scale gets uh, 21 to save. Uh, he's fine. It's the same. It's, it's actually the same DC 14 because that's okay, the DC for a fire. Samantha is more than fine. Okay, the two of them leap aside as fire yeah, splashes a, over it. What's the big deal? It's only a massive, co- it's a ma- only a massive torrent of fire. 36. Placing a lot of faith in their rogue levels, neither of them have 36 hit points. So, fire splashes across the monument, 
and bits of it seem to melt away. Bits of it seem to bits of it try and heal the cracks of fire and then just melt away before they can get anywhere. At this point, the entire thing is structurally cracked at the base because that's where you've been yeah. hammering on it. The top is still fine. Yeah, and it begins to teeter like a tree and wobble back and forward. Uh, it looks like the base of it is gone and it is going to collapse imminently. Yep. Um, at which point uh, we remain in initiative. Uh, you may at this point remove the monument. Okay. Uh, past a certain point. Uh, and as he hits it with the fireball, it flashes again. Yep. And the ice goes shunk out from it and then shunk out from it again. Okay, and two more reflex two saves. Two more reflex saves. For Zamanth and Soot Scales. For, and the Z- other- for Zamanth and Soot Scale. And it rushes towards Huxley and First. <laughs> and seems to fall just shy of them. Okay, so Soot Scales' first reflex save he makes. As if functionally in response to the area effect, it goes off twice. Alright, Soot Scales makes those two reflex saves. Zamanth makes one and two. Cool. These guys are feeling the are feeling the the imminent death. <laughs> so the monument looks like it is cracking. It is about to collapse. Okay. So as in on on people who are nearby, it's like a three hundred foot tall tree, and it's going to fall. So um, would you like more information? Yeah, that would be helpful because I don't really have any idea. Okay, what so to say. you've basically got this giant solid ice pillar that yeah. you've been smacking the crap out of the base yeah. of. The base is now cracked and shattered, and it is beginning to teeter back and forward like it's going to fall. Next round, and in fact, put it back in initiative again, because it's theoretically still here, it's going to fall and go smash. It's going to be 300 foot long, so it's going to hit whatever is on the direction it falls in. And we don't know which direction it's going to fall in. No, because you've just been hitting it from every side, more or less arbitrarily. You could do a couple of different things. You could try and bolt out of the way. You could just stay there and hope you're not in the way of it and rely on your incredible evasion to get out of the way. Um, you could actually theoretically shove it in some direction and see yeah. if you can deliberately tilt it in one direction or another. Yeah. Um, that's what I can think of as the GM, if you have any other thoughts. No, that's fine. Cool. All right. And now it's first. Yep. Uh, Feel free to shoot one of the giants. Yeah, uh, he is not so confident in his uncanny archery as to shoot at the one that's threatening Soot Scale. He will shoot at the one that's over there. Yeah. And hits it dead on. Good. A walloping three damage. Cool. Alright, Soot Scale. Yep. Is going to move back to here. Uh, which... That will provoke. Yep, he provokes. Cool. The ice giant swings at him. Kastag! No! 21. Yep, hits. 5 damage. Yep. They started doing less than their max. Yep. And, um, Sword Scale is going to endeavor to bash, bash, bash. He is going to try and hit the pillar that way, on top of that. Fair enough. You start 
shoving it, basically, and yeah. hammering on it with the great club. This is not so much about damaging it. Yeah. You've already done that. This is just strength. Yep. No wallop it in the right direction. Uh, in theory, Zamanth can help you if she's prepared to put her around into it as well. She wants to do this too. Cool. Alright, um, she, he's got slightly better strength though. Um. Is he gonna rage? Yeah, actually this will be a really logical time. <sighs> yeah, he rages. Alright, uh, so, he rages, he rolls poorly, um, but that does add him another, um, plus two? Uh, no, plus four. Plus four. Yep, so it's 24. Yep. Plus, uh, Zamanth effortlessly makes an aid check. Uh, remember that because it's a strength one, she's looking for a 20 to add a plus 4. Uh, she got an 18 plus 15. Cool. No problem. Because it's full strength rather yeah, than yeah. Fire, what yeah. we do with it. Cool. So that adds 4 more to slot scale. Yep, so he gets a 28. Yep. They get a 28 and they both spend their round yep. shoving. So yeah, I think it's less about hitting it at this yep. point. It's the two of them just basically... One, two, three, shoulder tackle into it with all yeah. the force of a centaur running into it. Yeah. And soot scale hitting it, and the thing begins to go. And soot scale's <laughs> shouting smash again. Teeters this way. Yeah. And the frost giant looks up and starts trying to get out of the way. Yeah. Hopes his round will come first, but it won't. Yep. The monument teeters and goes <sighs> and falls. Yep. And it hits the ground with a cataclysmic crash and goes boof and explodes into shards of ice. For starters, the frost frost giant, who was the one in the way of this, makes a reflex save to get out of the way. Yeah. Uh, He succeeds, takes half damage, and is crushed under the pillar. Yep. Because the fire is too much for him. Is he dying or dead? Uh, technically speaking, he is dying. Um, I don't know if these guys have any healing capacity left, but let's leave them on the battlefield for now and see what happens. Uh, he takes damage and goes to dying. Um, then the monument explodes again. Smashing into ice shards. These sort of fly everywhere, but mostly in little chunks. You're going to get the odd little piece stuck in your flesh, but it's not terribly bad. Um, what you get instead is the cold that is radiating out sharply from it. Um, begins to... Surges out across everything. The ice giants look like they're healing from it. You guys look like you're needing to evade it. Okay, reflex saves again. Reflex saves again. Alright, um, Soot Scale fails, Samantha succeeds. Okay, so Soot Scale is right on top of it, so he is taking 16 cold, so 6 again. 6 again, yep. Uh, Soot Scale's not quite on his last legs, but he's getting pretty close. Huxley and First are not happy. This goes everywhere. Yeah. It goes across the whole field of ice. Yeah. Um, The bolt that is sticking in this one that is running in simply grows out as the ice around it heals and drops to the ground. It's now completely undamaged. 
The other two begin to move. The pillar is now shattered sufficiently that the one the one pinned under it can just sort of climb out. Mm. It's no longer a giant obstacle. They are functioning again, albeit yep. very poorly. Yep. And we stay in initiative because this is not done yet, and the ground begins to crack wildly. Yep. Balance. All concerned. Okay, so scales makes it. Zamanth uh, makes it. As do the other two. Cool. Everyone's up. Alright, unfortunately it's the ice giant's turn. I stand up. Because I fell down. Yep. I also stand up because I fell down. Yep. Are those two disabled by any chance? No. Alright. They are on um, wallopingly large amounts of positive hit points. And you hear the voices. Kastag! Insolence! Kill them! Bloom, the bloom is dying. Revenge is left. Well, we won. <laughs> yes, but now I think we die. <laughs> Two of them claw at soot scale. One of them just runs flat out in. Yep. Uh. The first one may wish... Oh, no, we'll see what happens. That will be one hit to sort scale and one okay. fail. Yep. Uh, for another eight points of damage. Yep. He's still conscious. Technically. Another platform. Okay. And that is that. This point. Um, the ice beneath you is beginning to melt. Cool. Right. Uh, uh, Unwholesomely rapidly. Yep. So we won, it's just a question of living now. Yep, that's the plan. Cool. Round we go. Alright, Huxley, feel free to run in heroically at this point. <laughs> uh, Huxley is not going to get in there in time to do anything meaningful, so he will slog another potion. Yep. That's fine, he's also welcome to be the one that remain, remains conscious so he can save the day in a couple of rounds. <laughs> he says, we're going to need to take them down and get out of here. He cannot get in there with that. He runs in waving his short swords around. Drinks the potion and runs in waving his short swords. Cool. Definitely a contribution. Uh, first... Uh, is reasonably badly injured again. Is he coming back in to do some heroics? Uh, yeah, I think everybody... sort on a moderate amount of hit points. I think everybody else is in Huxley's just drunk some potions. Chief Soot Scales is very close to dying. Charge. Yep. First charges in, throwing caution. When this unit must protect that which matters most. Yep. Runs in, slashes at it, uh, and with his charge bonus, will hit it. Yes. At which point, he runs in with the Eldori sword, using a good bit of Sutscalian force, cuts this one clean through the middle, and drops it again. Cool. Uh... Hypothetically, how many um, hit points does t- hit points does Chief Soot Scale get for raging? Uh, 
his two per level, 16. 16, cool. So Chestnut Scales looks a little better as he suddenly remembers that he um, is raging. And that one is down again, albeit not dead. Yep. And that's Huxley in first. Okay, so Scales has a very limited array of tactical options. He's raging. Yep. He hits things. What he does have is cleave, though, I believe, which is finally relevant. Ooh, let's see if he does. Power attack cleave track is his feats. Uh, he's definitely got special abilities. He's got power attack. I know there's a special... Oh, maybe not. I'm just trying to find... Would you like help? Yes, please. Can you just tell me... Yes, his feats are power attack, cleave, and track. I didn't bother putting it as a special because I didn't figure it doesn't count. You'd ever have more than one thing on top of you at a yeah. time. Excellent. All right. Um, he begins with this one. Uh, and for all intents and purposes, whatever it is worth, this monument is no longer here. The cool. obstacle has left the map. You can step through that terrain again. All right. So he makes his first attack. Yep. On that fellow. Yep. Um, and he power attacks for a regular two points of damage as opposed to the giant amount he's been power attacking for. Alright, uh, that's very poor. Uh, so, yep, that's cancelled out by the power attack. So that's a 15 to hit. Cool, uh, that will miss it. Okay, he misses. Yep. Um, and then he moves to a second attack. Yep. And he misses again. Cool. So he's been insanely good this whole fight, but now he's in a furious rage and he's not concentrating properly. Okay. It's a match. Okay. Uh, would really like to be flanking, but doesn't want to t- provoke a lot of attacks of opportunity necessarily. She... Yeah, there isn't enormous amount she could do. She could tumble to, to here. Uh, yeah, she's got a good tumble. Yep, yep, she'll do that. Yep, she makes her tumble. Cool. So, to here. Yep, she is now flanking with Sootscale. Excellent. Alright, and then she attacks this fellow. Yep. Uh, 19. Smash. Cool. Or stab, or what have you. Yep. Uh, and he falls over. Cool. But it is actually worth adding up, because he may actually die. Yeah, yeah, alright, so let's see if he's dying or dead. Uh, so, 15. He is very, very dead. Excellent. She stabs him clean through, twists the blade, and pulls with all her strength, and he shatters into chunks. Yep, alright. Well, that's, um, reduced the number of people killing Skutskill. Alright. And it's, uh, the uh, surviving ice giants. Yep. Which is just this one, but it's still functional. Yep. The other one lies on the ground and bleeds out. Good for him. But it's still not absolutely stone dead. Yep. Sorry, that's the bar curse. Steps in towards Chiefs at scale. You will pay for this! <laughs> Tries to jam both his claws in and rend the little mugger. Yep, Chiefs at scale is pretty feral at this point. Ooh, ooh, there will come a reckoning. Ooh dear. Uh, okay. glad, he, glad I worked out he had barbarian untemporary hit points. What is your AC now with your um, 
penalty for raging. Uh, yes. Uh, 17. Cool. Uh, he does confirm the crit, but he doesn't get the second claw in and rend you. Great. Let's see what he brings to the table. 16 points of damage is what he brings to the table. Cool. As he hammers you with his huge icy claw and jams it into Sootscales' neck. Alright, now Sootscales is on the hit points. That took care of his barbarian hit points. But he is still conscious. Albeit only because he's raging. Huxley. Uh, Huxley. Uh, he's the one with all the tumble. First, take care of the one on the ground. He will... Roll in to to here. Yep. And stab this one with his flaming longsword. Sure. Uh, Which he succeeds at. Two... For a whopping six points of damage. Okay. So barely scraping blow. Cool. First. Coup de gras the one on the ground. Thank you, first. Brings the Eldori longsword down rhythmically and just thumps it repeatedly and smashes it to pieces. Alright, Chief Soot Scales is not going to go flank because he is in a killing rage. Yep. He is just going to try and hit the thing. It's mighty morphin murdering time. Yeah, and he's going to stop power attacking and just try and hit it. He does have some base tactics. Yep. He misses. Uh, and that's a 19. That will hit. Uh, actually more because of the rage. Then it will hit more. Yep. Alright, he is not sneak attacking, so he does a mega... Uh, 14 points of damage. Ow. It's beautiful face. Yep. Yep. And that's him. He attacks. He attacks again. Uh, Zamath will gallop... Over to here. Yep. To, so that Huxley can provide her with a beautiful, beautiful flank. Yep. And hit it. Uh, 22. Hits it. Cool. Uh, 12. Drops it to dying. Okay, at that point, I feel that the good guys probably won the fight. Okay, so basically... The ice is cracking around you and is also starting to melt at heavy speeds. I presume you're probably going to take another round and just slaughter this thing. Yeah, um, next round, um, Huxley and First kill that thing. Yeah. And, um, Zamanth makes, um, Chief Soot Scales drink a potion. Yeah, this is actually relevant, so let's stay in, uh, in quick initiative effectively. Alright. Uh, Huxley no longer has any potions, so there is nothing he can do, so he just coup de grace the thing. Yep, so Huxley coup de grace the thing. Um, first, I don't know that there's anything desperately that first needs to do. He needs healing, but he can't do it himself, so. Yeah, um, and Soot Scales is in no condition to do it. Um, uh, Zamanth can't heal first. So she makes um, Chief Soot Scales, she draws and gives to Chief, she draws a potion of five foot steps, draws a potion, and feeds it to Chief Soot Scales. He's not in a condition to drink potions himself. Yep. He can't cast spells because of the rage. Yep. But he's on very, very few hit points, and when he drops out of the rage, he will be dying. And 
you know, quite badly. It, it, no, sorry. It, we... Or because the remember my one is their barbarian temporary hit points. He ah, yeah. them first ah, yeah. and then sheds them. Okay, so well, if they... start dying, he will merely be horribly injured. Yeah, right. But he's horribly injured anyway. He's yeah. on barely any hit points, so she gives him a potion. All right. So, um, and that's plus three. All right, and that gives him fifteen hit points back. Cool. Back up to 20. Okay. Next round, the ice continues to crack and shatter. You can see more shadows on the horizon. There are more frost giants coming. Although, presumably, you're not just going to stand here and wait for them to come to you and engage you at this point. No. So we functionally drop out of initiative. Yeah. Um, and people... The ground continues to crack, and what's your plan? Just GTFO? Um, yeah, I think um, as we run, um, Chief Sword Scales will drop out of rage. As he's no longer fighting, he calms down. Yeah. And we'll probably spend one round using a scroll of repair on first. Sure. But apart from that, we're just going to book. Sure. That is actually not irrelevant. So I will um, do that. Uh, he needs to make me a cast a little check again. Yep. Uh-oh. That may not do it. He's got a um, 13. That is easily enough. Cool. You know, he used to hit like an 8 or 9 or oh, something. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, 8, 19, 15, 22. First looks substantially better. Yeah, um, so basically, like, we spend a round running, then sort of scales heals first, then we keep running. Yeah, you continue to run along the ice. And you have two problems here. The whole ice rink is cracking beneath you. Yeah. Huge splinters running through it, chunks falling out, and it is melting very rapidly. You're actually quagmiring in what is now freezing cold water. So the first one everyone needs to give me is another balance check. Yep. So not going to pass over tea kettle here, because it is possible you can kill yourselves while running away. Not, I must say, tremendously likely at this point. Yeah, so scale certainly isn't ruling it out. Uh, that's an eight. Okay, so he is going to walk himself. Yep. Samantha is a 22. She was clearly born to run on ice. So she is running along awkwardly on her snowshoes. Yeah. Um, at some point, the ice cracks violently in front of Soot Scales. He tries to twist balance and falls and literally takes a big shard of sharp ice straight through the shoulder and takes six more points of damage. Yep. The same thing happens to first. Yep. Huxley sees the ice cracking in front of you, twists, balances, stays on his snowshoes, and rolls around it. Yep. Then, as you run, you see another one of these frost giants step in front of you. The ice cracks beneath it, and it falls into a pool of water. And by the time it is climbing its way out, you are sprinting off. Yeah. At this point, you are seriously starting to quagmire. There are big pools appearing in front of you of water that you are going to have to either go around, which will allow giants to catch up with you, or swim, or jump. Okay. All right. Um, Zamanth jumps. She has plus 17 to jump. Cool. Make me a jump check. This is representing several points. Yeah, um, 20. She leaps, teeters, takes one point of cold damage that she ignores as she puts a foot in the pool, yeah. and keeps running. Cool. Soot Scales um, is also going to jump. 
No swim. And he gets a 30. Small little light. Wow. Duke can jump. Goes he's going plus 13 and he rolls a 17. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's, um. Zamath can jump better, but she rolled a 3. They're both pretty athletic characters. Yeah. Uh, Huxley is going to swim. Yeah. He is not, um, terribly fond of his jumping. First, just going um, to wade through the Which, pool. which he manages with no particular problem. He dives in, swims through because it's just ordinary water. It comes yeah. out the other side. He is now shivering and has to make a fort save. Yeah. Which he will succeed on thanks to his cold weather gear. Yeah, I'm so glad we bought that. Uh, and first has much of a muchness, and it seems much more in character for him to just go through the water. Yeah, I don't imagine he swims so much as just runs through the base of the pool. Again, he can't be fatigued or dealt non-lethal damage by the cold, so he just wades in. (laughs) And begins sinking. As he fails his swim check, crashes over into the water, and begins to sink. Cobalt swearing. At which point... uh, No, at which point he is fine. Um, He disappears from your sight. You all pause for a moment... And then sort of... Like, uh, everyone's on the other side of yeah. the pool, looks back, and all has this, do we wade in to fish the golem out of the water and probably die, but we're not going to leave him, what the fuck are we going to do? Just sort of stand there a moment. And then 30 feet ahead of you, there is a crack, crack, crack noise on the ice, and first just kind of smashes his longsword through the ice and climbs out again the other side, continue, and keeps walking forward. <laughs> Because he is immune to non-lethal damage, it doesn't matter how far he sinks or how many d6s of, hy- of hypothermia he has to take, he can't, he can't sustain any of it. <laughs> and we keep running. So the swim cheek wasn't that pointless, I've realised. Yeah. As soon as he sunk, I didn't need to roll it. Yeah. You keep running, and what you see at this point, this goes on. You are yeah. leaping over, you are leaping over pools of water, dodging spikes. At some point, another ice giant staggers towards you. And by this point, the ice rink is mostly water, and water that is rapidly evaporating in the sun, too, turning into soggy ground. The ice giant steps towards you, moving in front of you to block your path, steps, puts a foot down on what is now very wet, but just grass soil, and the second its foot touches the grass, it melts entirely the moment it touches a piece of ground that isn't either ice or water the whole giant melts spectacularly and in a single round is destroyed alright yes I think we can stop here because they can't stand on grass let's all stand on this patch of grass beautiful grass wonderful grass you watch Mother Moon preserved us We're still alive! You watch the horizon as there are several more cracking noises. You can see large looming shadows vaguely moving towards you. And as they move closer, the shadows just dip in the horizon and vanish. As the ice rink begins collapsing, as soon as it is solid ground, the ice giants melt as well. So as we just sort of watch this ice ice collapse thing going on, were we supposed to pick up some sort of Object? This unit is certain that it will remain. We may return for it at our leisure. Maybe we just take a moment. Or two. 
I think that would be very wise. And I thought running night messages was bad. Well, you all fought bravely. And I have one of these for all of you. And Chief Sootscales distributes his last three cleric spells. Yeah, and cure, cure, cure. Cure, moder- cure, my- cure light, cure light, cure light. And, and everyone feels a smidge better. Huxley kneels down so he's on your level, puts a hand out and looks at Chief Sootscale with big wide eyes and says, May House Thorn and Sootscale Kobolds never go to war. <laughs> and shakes around. He's like, Fuck if I'm opposing you, <laughs> I have learned much from Ganon, and I was already pretty dangerous before. Clearly. <laughs> All right. That is that end scene. Uh, yeah, and um, everyone stands on the grass and appreciates the beautiful grass and how much they're not being killed by frost giants for like half an hour, and then will start picking their way slowly back to the center to find the thing. Yep. And indeed, um, the circle of ice melts away entirely. You are left with wet, soggy grass. And it seems to, once the water has evaporated to the point where it is just wet grass and ground, then it seems to start drying and evaporating at a normal rate. In a couple of days, this will probably be fine if frosty. It doesn't appear to have done any permanent damage to the land. Um, And when you go back into the centre... Soot scale sort of tracks down. It, it actually takes you a while because it's hard to work out where it was. But Soot scale can eventually track down the centre of where the monument was. There is a shard of sharp ice still there, uh, about the size of sort of a double thick, double wide human finger, so something like a giant finger. A shard of sharp ice that does not appear to melt in any fashion. And, um... So it's scale, we'll pick it up and hand it to Huxley. You're a courier of House Thorn. Give this to Kaelin. Now let's all go get a drink. This unit is not capable of processing alcohol, but I will enjoy the camaraderie. So, and then cut to them all staggering into the centre of town, completely sodden. Wet weather gear, like, badly damaged, like, they're not getting their yeah, warranty. It's been back. cut up by ice shards yeah, and torn apart by co- claws. All covered in blood, looking half frostbitten. And, um, soot scales will stroll into the centre of Thorn Watch. Watch. This town wishes to buy its heroic counsellors some drinks. <laughs> Basically, they're going to go to a tavern and be bought drinks by the heroic townsfolk. <laughs> By the townsfolk in exchange for the heroism. This is going to happen. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> and that's why they don't contribute anything more to the crisis, because they are yeah, pretty... They're, they're done. Yeah, they're pretty whacked at this point. All right. And we cut away to dramatically elsewhere. Yeah. Is, 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 is somebody going to make the dumb comment? It seems to fit the man. You know, the, the sort of I hope everyone else is doing better than we are or something to that equivalent. Yeah, it does I, I, bet, I bet no one else is not having to struggle like we are. Um, well, I bet that was more unpleasant than what everyone else is doing. Immediate cut <laughs> yeah. to a gigantic Elasmosaurus-style monster towering over the walls of Fort Draylor, bringing a massive flipper down yeah. and shattering chunks of walls. 
and Lillian Visky standing back in the tower watching this, swearing. Make her list of... Where's my voice for... Make Alistra stab you in the ball sack for this, Caelan <laughs> Why did I ever agree to this, John? And Lillian Whiskey. Lillian Whiskey, yes. No, no PCs around, no other castles around to help her. She's on her own with the Elasmosaur. Fort Drelev, engage, hook tongue. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. dun, dun. dun.